Definitely not what we want. Definitely not what we want. Welcome to Beerfield, where most of the time our equipment lasts longer than some people's NFL careers. I did. Did did, did you hear that? That was me. Yeah, that was you, wasn't it? Always, it's always got to be me. Always got to be that guy. You are that guy. Uh, Chris Hopper, social media manager Ryan Miner at Dan Thurry with you <laughs> uh, at Beerfield Hop at. Beerfuel Theory at Ryan Miner underscore FFP at social media is at Beerfueled, uh, which is a lot more active these days. It is. It feels weird. It's like, did someone hack our account? I feel I, like I hacked the account because I'm like giving myself credit and then liking my own stuff. I'm like, well, this is weird. Well, that's just weird. Right? Yeah, that's Sorry, just self-absorbed. You don't got to stop. I, just... Actually, no, you're good. Just don't forget what account you're on because that gets awkward. Oh, yeah, I did that. That too. I really like, gets I was awkward. I something. I was like, oh, whoops, wrong account. Yep. We've, we've all been there. But I look, look, I didn't hit sign. You've all been there. Um, yeah, Dan, how you doing? I'm good. I have spent uh, three days in your market trying to fix my fix. I mean, I get more shit of my beer. In mm-hmm. your bars and random liquor stores. And do you know how many times I've seen him in those three days he's been on my market? Nothing, because None. But the, I've been extremely busy. I've <laughs> also, actually, other than today, me too. So, actually, even today, me too. Um, but good news is I got a clean bill of health, which makes me a more marketable trade, trade prospect than Adam Shaheen. I did pass my physical, unlike him. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am now officially an award-winning home brewer. Ooh, say what? I had a I had a cream ale win its table. Didn't win a best of show or anything, but damn it, I won the table. So. Hey, it don't matter. You won something. I'll it take it. That's a medal. Take it. That's a victory. If I was a professional, we'd market the shit out of that because everybody That's right. does. Um, yeah. All right. Cool. So, presented by the FF Faceoff, as always, FFFaceoff.com. Even better. Um, what's going on? Even better, uh, to go there and get all your, all your written content because we don't do any of that, but there are a lot of good people there that do, including Ryan. I guess I can't say we don't do any of that anymore. I do that. Cause you definitely do that. Yeah. I just came up with a seven high risk, high reward players and man, did Reddit not like that at all? Well, what Reddit likes things that people put out. Oh no. I got, I got I got torn apart, but I mean, look at me. I'm I'm still fine. I'm still sitting here. I'm still alive. Nothing ever goes unscathed on Reddit. No, not at all. Not in the least bit. Um, we're gonna talk camp cuts. So we got a bunch of cut downs to get through. We're gonna look at some final depth charts. We're gonna look at some practice squads and and kind of reset for dynasty. Reset before the season. We'll look at at all these questionable tags you're seeing on ESPN. Who's on the pup? Who's not on the pup? try to break down what the lay of the beginning of the season looks like from every possible angle and then finish it out with some bold predictions. So a lot of content to get through. Let's go ahead and jump straight into uh, what we're drinking. 
What's Fueling Beer Fueled? Dan, go ahead. Start us off. I am drinking War Pigs Brewing. Been on War Pigs before. This is a collaboration between Keller Brewing and Three Floyds. This is their Blinding Light Show. This is their uh, their IPA brewed with orange and lemon peel. Hmm. This comes in probably at like seven ish percent, knowing that it's anything to do with three three Floyds generally has uh, super high alcohol. And uh, gets you pretty fucked up. Obviously, dope ass can art. They like to, uh, they get, they like to get a little cray cray with it. So, yeah, Ryan, what are you drinking? I am drinking Shorts Brewery Local Light because I just got done eating dinner and I'm so full still. So I had to go something <laughs> a little bit light on the lighter side tonight. I'm so full. I think this is only the Dude. second time in 401 episodes we've had Shorts on. Because the first time I was unimpressed and I never bought it again. But really? yeah, but I don't think that's their fault when I think about it. What I didn't realize at the time as a young beer drinker was that freshness matters and I bought it from Friar Tuck. So knowing <laughs> if I knew then what I knew now, it had probably been on the shelf for a year and a half at that point. Oh yeah. And all of the, the fruit and stuff that was supposed to be there had probably fallen off. So I need to give them another look. That's entirely not their fault. Come to find out, it was me being ignorant. Yeah, that is mean, a very important good. thing. Yeah, because this one's just a good, like, light lager with flavor. That's what I like about it. It actually has flavor. It's not like, you know, like a Miller Light or a Bud Light. It's something more flavorful. It's oh, on the light side. I'm glad it's got flavor. All right. I have a little Penelope going on. Ooh. It's a Penelope Barrel Strength. Um, this is hand-selected by the St. Louis Bourbon Society, which I help run, and uh, Barrel Blends. Uh, barrel Blends, kind of like this new hotness that we've been partnering with out in, in Afton and Bridgeton down here. So um, they do some some really, really good stuff and partner with us on a lot of stuff. This is a toasted barrel. Checks in at 115 proof. Um, char level 5, medium toast. So... Uh, for those that don't know, your barrel chars run one through five. So five is almost straight incinerated. And I think the barrel toast and the chars are only on the uh, the toasted series. If that's what you're looking for. Or if you're showing you have Penelope too. Yeah, this is, I, I, I've, I bought this one, God, I want to say like six, seven months ago. I've got mine's some. A, mine's batch eight. 115.8 proof. Yeah. This is uh. Yeah. Four and a half years age, and like I said, medium toast. Char level five, by the way, is almost an incinerated barrel. So, and then I do have, if I feel like it, midway through, I have another one back there that's actually a Chicago area barrel pick that went to the distributors up there. Um, yeah. That I may compare with this one. That I know that one's pretty savory. This one's supposed to be uh, opposite. So we'll see. Four view about midway through the show. Alright, we're going to skip the normal news segment unless you all can think of any, anything we really need to talk about. We're going to jump straight into to roster cuts. I'm just going to follow the way the NFL has this laid out. We're not going to talk about everybody. We're going to talk about either names that we find fun or, um, you know, names that have, have dynasty value. So, uh, <laughs> after we get through cut downs, we'll go look at who landed on practice squads and then we'll, we'll reset depth charts and, and entries. So. Sound good? Sounds, Sounds great. 
Gucci. All right. For the Buffalo Bills, and we'll go team by team in that order. So for the Buffalo Bills, um, notable cuts, uh, Duke Johnson, probably the end of the line, close to the end of the line for him. If, you know, his last few stops have improved you that, proved that to you. Tavon, uh, Tavon Austin, somehow still hanging around the league. Uh, OJ Howard was cut. That one was kind of mind-boggling because his contract was 100% guaranteed, too. Even though it was only $3.5 million, but still. Yeah. He just hasn't fully... He just, he just hasn't been able to fully recover from... Uh, was it an Achilles injury? Uh, I think it was a knee so, injury. Yeah. yeah. Something lower body. Yeah. He's just... From can't miss prospect to can't catch on. So that one's... Uh, is he cuttable? In Dynasty at this point. He actually signed with Cincinnati now. Practice squad. And they just... Who or they no. Else? They signed somebody they else. They signed somebody else, too. Um, it's, Devin Asiati. Asiasi, yeah. yeah. It, it's not... So it's not practice squad with Cincinnati. Cincinnati has a lot of tight end injuries and is taking flyers on on everyone. So, you know, do you hold out for, for that? Or are you just... Are you done with OJ Howard? Is it time to cut bait? I mean, it's done. I mean, he's, yeah. it's been three years since, he's, uh, like, it's it's been nothing. He's that player you're going to drop week one when someone else comes out. And then, you know, that's the first player you're going to drop. So I would I would hold on to him just for now, just in case. But yeah, he's that first player, that easy one to cut now, starting week one if someone goes off and he's on the waiver wire. So he was going to wrap before. Did they sign them both or did they? I'm looking at this on, on Google and I don't see anything officially about the Bengals signing him. They were interested before they picked up Ozzy Ozzy. Yeah, I, I just saw something come across, uh, what was it Sleeper? Was it today? Sleeper? So that's kind of, I think that's what I was picking up off of. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't see that officially anywhere. So if y'all, one of y'all want to work to confirm that. I know they were interested. I see things that say they were interested. I don't see anything about them signing him officially, though. Last update is from four hours ago that highlights five potential landing spots. Probably not, then. Yeah. So I'm going to go with probably not. Other than that, I don't really... There's not anybody super notable that... That covers a skill position for them. Um, so talking bills real quick. Um, they're pretty well, they're pretty well set as far as their practice squad goes. Matt Barkley did get cut and end up on the practice squad. Duke Johnson was held on to and put on the practice squad, as was Tavon Austin, Tanner Gentry, um, Tanner Gentry, a Bears fan lore. And looking at the bills depth chart, I don't really. I mean, they're, they're pretty well set. It looks like Isaiah McKenzie is going to get the first shot, um, at slot receiver over Jamison Crowder. Khalil Shakir is actually listed outside on the depth chart. Uh, but they were running him in both in the preseason. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, I mean, it's, that's expectation. Yeah. So, um, and Jake Kumaro makes the final roster. Fucking Jake Kumaro. He, he hangs on. He's so. back. Fuck you, Aaron um, Rodgers. Zach Moss Go did survive cuts, so it was thought for a while there that he could be a cut down, but you will have a three-headed, um, I don't know, turtle of James Cook, Devin Singletary, and Zach Moss to start. 
uh, at running back. And so nobody really has a firm hold on that job. So uh, looking at the Bills, Isaiah McKenzie winning that job. Dan, we've talked about it on the show. You all consider him as a, for a late-round flyer? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. All right. So can confirm on O.J. Howard. He did not sign. Okay. So cool. he's he was visiting, and assuming all goes well with the physical, he's expected to sign. Just hasn't yet. Just hasn't yeah. yet. Okay. Yeah. And if he does, then that's worth noting because the Bengals right now have Hayden Hurst healthy and nobody else. So, all right, moving on, moving on from the Bills, they're they're pretty well set to go as you'd expect. The Miami Dolphins, uh, they did cut Sony Michelle. He has since signed with the Los Angeles Chargers. That didn't take long at all, either. It did not take long as well. What that does mean, though, is that Miles Gaskin survived cuts. So he'll hang out. Sony Michelle's gone. Uh, Lynn Bowden, who has kind of caught some a little bit around draft time, was cut, as was Preston Williams, who had a standout rookie season, and um, <laughs> Braylon Sanders. It's got to be his son. <laughs> It's not, it's not actually Braylon Sanders. As was Mohamed Sanu. Uh, this was expected. They were always going to clean wide receiver house after signing Cedric Wilson and trading for Tyreek Hill. So, uh, Preston Williams will have a chance to land elsewhere. Could be intriguing if there's an option. Uh, he may have already. We'll get there. And no notable tight end cuts here. So, oh, by the way, the other notable Bills cut, by the way, they did, uh, cut Matt Ariza. And as they should, as they should, fuck have. that guy, because that guy's a piece of shit. Yeah, hardcore. So if he was a quarterback, he'd only have eleven game suspension. That's, that's true. Right. That is right. Uh, the Dolphins on the NFL's practice squad tracker have not officially announced anybody on their practice squad, so we have no idea who's going to fill that out yet. <laughs> um, and as far as their backfield. Uh, right now, Raheem, or Chase Edmonds shows as the lead back. Uh, I'd expect him and Mostert will probably split a lot to start, um, at least until Mostert gets hurt on his fourth carry. I don't know. Mostert didn't look bad on his carry. Yeah. He had, the, speed, carry. He had the burst. I'm not worried about him looking bad. He did that thing. I don't he think I've always do. been taking Chase Edmonds. I don't think he'll look bad. bad. Um, and your depth wide receivers, Trent Sherfield does make the team, former, uh, Cardinals guy who's had some standout rookie weeks. And Eric Uzakama, uh, who was a, a fourth round pick this year, also makes the team. So, uh, Cedric Wilson will start in the slot. Nice. Anything else on the Dolphins to know? Gaskin makes the might team. be a good wide receiver four for you on your dynasty teams if you're still looking for. A bench stash. Cedric Wilson? No, Eric Uzakama. Uzak- yeah. Him making the team's good. Right. That's it. <laughs> That's Usually, step, it is the first step. Breaking news. Breaking news. Making the football team is you good for your Usually fantasy. have to be on the team <laughs> to have fantasy upside. Usually have to be on a team. <laughs> yep. To score some fantasy points. Uh, Garrett Dokes also cut, by the way. Fun college name. Oh, oh dog, dog. See, that was a name for for a little a bit. Yeah. Was it like a half? About half, half of a game. About a half of a minute. It's, a, it's about half of a minute. He had just 15 minutes of fame. He did. He had, he had something. All right. Patriots. Uh, their cuts include running back Kevin Harris. He was a guy that you know we thought had some between-the-tackles ability, might have a chance to catch on. He did not. 
Um, but he did show a little bit of promise. He did make it through the other practice squad, as did Lil Jordan Humphrey, a favorite of the show from a couple years Lil ago. Lil Jordan, he's still in the, I'm so happy he's still in the league. It, well, he now was why a couldn't he favorite it? of the show until he ran a, until he ran a 40. Until he <laughs> ran in, in quicksand. And both Patriots tight end draft picks, Devin Aziazi and Dalton Keene, uh, were cut. So. God, gee, like, Those if were it the- wasn't for Green Bay, like, having some of the worst drafts over the past few years, New England continues to botch. Continues I'll- to botch things. No, they, they do. This is, like, the pair of tight ends that was supposed to be the next pair of tight ends, and then they signed Johnny Smith and Hunter <laughs> Henry. Yeah. Like, I think I read somewhere that it was, like, two out of their last 13 picks of all, like, still stuck on the team from, like, it's- 2018 to now. It's so bad. It's, it's <laughs> so bad. I was like, a poor Cole Strange. Hope he makes it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, their practice squad, like I said. Oh, J.J. Taylor also cut, by the way. J.J. Taylor uh, of, you know, was suppo- who was supposed to be a thing. No longer there. So is it Pierre Strong? Uh, Pierre uh, Strong did make is the... Is there third down back? Nah, well, Ramondre Stevenson. I P- thought Pierce. Harris was going to make the team because of Montgomery going down. I thought Harris actually had a shot. I thought so, Pierce, too. With Pierre Strong going on there also. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll see how he fares. I thought Harris will be back next year. Or uh, Damian Harris, that is. Yeah. You know, New England likes to just rotate their backs in and out. So. And if Harris falters, then Ramondre Stevenson's going to get early down work, and it probably will be Pierre Strong spelling him. Pierre Strong, though, um, you know, you didn't hear a lot about him through training camp because he apparently did not have a – Pardon the pun. Strong training camp. So, uh, or a strong preseason. So, uh, there were a couple projections that had him off the roster. So he did make it, but it looks like it'll be a one-two punch, at least to start of Damian Harris and, and Ramondre Stevenson, which is good. You want that, especially if Harris is getting more than, or Stevenson is getting more than just receiving work. It does justify his draft capital in that Devin Singletary range. Um, guys that snuck through the practice squad are Kevin Harris, JJ Taylor, Lil Jordan Humphrey. Uh, they did add two tight ends, Jalen Weidermeyer, the only name that I, that I know. I don't know who Matt Circle is. Uh, Jalen Weidermeyer. This also means that, uh, the Patriots are going to run out a wide receiver trio that is kind of uninspiring. No offense to Jacoby Myers, but, uh, Jacoby Myers, Kendrick Bourne, Devontae Parker listed as starters, starters, even though Nelson Aguilar, is really the only one you heard anything about in camp at all. Um, that was so weird. Hunter Henry, Johnny Smith, the only two tight ends that make the roster. That's... For a team that likes... Yeah, that, that feels light. Are they going to try to run more three-receiver sets then, I wonder? I would think so. That or they're going to end they're, up signing they're somebody. That would be my guess. They're probably waiting for the rest of the cuts and for more of the waivers Things like, to settle I, I out to come through. Yeah, but they did keep four running backs, so that you had to create it somehow, and that's apparently where that that came from. So, yeah, five wide receivers kept. So yeah, uh, kind of what we expected for the Patriots. Honestly, the wide receiver core doesn't give you any surprises. The running back core doesn't give you any surprises. So let's just keep removing to the New York Jets. Tevin Coleman and Michael P. Ryan both cut. Um, again, makes some sense, right? You've got a one-two punch of Brees Hall, Michael Carter. I don't remember who that makes the third. Oh my God, who it? 
Their third running back is, is Ty Johnson. Ty Johnson. Ty Johnson, yeah. And they also got like... Zonovan Knight, college free agent. Oh, okay. So it is Ty Johnson that makes the team, which makes sense, right? You got a younger guy who showed some promise in the receiving game. Um, Lamichael P. Ryan was more between the tackles guy. So they're gone. Um, <laughs> Denzel Mims, not cut. <laughs> I mean, he did have a good camp, you know. He had a good shape of his life. Uh, so tears in the deep dynasty community are flowing as Kenny Yaboa was cut. Uh, And then uh, former Bears kicker Eddie Pinheiro. Good riddance. (laughs) Making it through the practice squad for them is, well, Kenny Yaboa and then no other real skill position. So for the New York Jets, um, we'll get to injuries here in a minute and Zach Wilson. Uh, he's yeah, not ruled out for week one yet, but probably more likely to see him week two, week three. Uh, your Garrett Wilson is listed as the third wide receiver with Elijah Moore and Corey Davis on the depth chart. Denzel Mims did end up making the team, as did Braxton Berrios. So, Jets. probably play special teams. He's important. He is. So, Jets actually have some perceived depth there this year. Oh, yeah. I mean, they spent, you know, two. You know, two top, what, 50, yeah, 60 three, picks? Three top th- 30, I think. On wide receivers? They did. So, oh, yeah. Absolutely. They did indeed, and and improved the offensive line. So, Again, Outside of losing Mekhi Beckton right now. Yeah, but he kind of had a bad rookie year, too. So, we'll see. Not looking good for Beckton, but all skill positions go. No real surprises there for the New York Jets. Moving on to the NFC to the AFC North, pardon me. Um, for the Ravens, Corey Clement and Tyler Beatty both cut. Beatty did go through to the practice squad. Um, as a resident Tyler Beatty truther, I'm not concerned yet. If I'm a Tyler Beatty dynasty manager, I am also shoving him on my practice squad and letting this play out the way that the Ravens go through running backs, the way that they depend on running backs, the way that their injuries have happened. And, you know, I think they're not committed to Gus Edwards beyond this season. So there's going to be something cleaning up. This does mean that they keep Justice Hill on the roster. Um, If there's any faltering, if there's a need, Beatty's going to have a shot here with this team at some point. So I'm not necessarily concerned about him getting shoved down immediately to the practice squad. Nope. Just throwing on yours. You know, he's not, he was never really worth a a stash and redraft, but just, as you said, shove him on your, your taxi squad and dynasty, and then if you believe we'll in go him, back here again next year and see what happens. Let it play out. Uh, Corey Clement cut. Uh, nobody. They cut a lot of wide receivers, but there's not anybody ringing a bell there for me. <laughs> Bunch of journeymen, I, huh? I mean, well, I know the names, but it's not anybody that had any clout to them. Uh, no tight ends that had any clout to them. Um, a punter by the last name of Dicker also got cut. Uh, Tyler Beatty, Benjamin Victor, sneaking it through the practice squad. Uh, Ravens depth chart. Uh, one thing to note there, Rashad Bateman, obviously, the wide receiver that gets all the talent. Devin Duvernay got to get himself a shot. Good for he should. him. Yep. He's a starter. Yeah. He should. We we liked him a lot coming out. I'm the guy I fully believe could be a late bloomer. That's not saying that he's a redraft stash, but if somebody's given up on him in Dynasty... 
Take the flyer if you're a rebuilding team, if you don't have a deep roster. Why not? It's going to be a starting wide receiver. Um, there's a lot of hope, as there is every year, around Lamar Jackson improving his passing game. So, And then the running backs, J.K. Dobbins, noticeable limp, will not start on the pub. Mike Davis makes the team. Kenyon Drake signed, which is probably why Tyler Beatty did end up getting cut. Um, yeah, I mean, they'll always defer it. Like, you know, just what what happened last year, being able to have the veteran presence, being able to have, mm-hmm. you know, guys that have had game time just in case you, you lose a couple starters, which they've had. They've, you know, their top yeah. two backs have, have struggled to come back. So, And Drake immediately lands in a good spot, too. That shouldn't be that shouldn't be lost in this, that Kenyon Drake landed in a good spot with J.K. Dobbins limping around, not looking like he's going to be 100% for week one. And we know that Mike Davis was wholly ineffective last year. Gus Edwards isn't ready to go. You know, Kenyon Drake could be a sneaky flyer for the first couple weeks. Could be, but Dobbins was walking around saying STFU. He's not limping. Dobbins was saying STFU from the beginning. If you've watched a video, he was limping. Oh, yeah. yeah, That's when I hit those pads and start walking away with a limp. Yeah, I don't care what he's saying he's been saying it all off season and the reports otherwise have not been good he re-injured himself missed practice time now he's walking with a noticeable lamp if you see it like look you can tell anybody whatever you want to tell him he can tell the media shut the fuck up eyes don't lie <laughs> see I, here i try to do pg level and you go you know rated r now pg <laughs> all right how uh, long I have you listened to this show for five like, years five years yeah, I was trying to try you know new things, but that lasted all five seconds. Honestly, in my good. opinion, it's just a bad look for J.K. Dobbins that he keeps doing that. Yeah, personally, no, I totally oh. agree. Yeah, we'll see more more on him later. It doesn't change anything yeah. as a player; just kind of a bad look. Anyway, not anything that's going to amount to anything. Calm down, Dan. Ah, I'm not mad at all. Uh, Bengals, only notable person. Well, a couple noticeable people cut here. Thaddeus, Mo- Thaddeus Moss, former LSU tight end. Um, and actually, I think that's it. Jax Patrick, Jake Browning, Jake Browning, former Washington quarterback. All, Jake Browning. All cut by the Bengals. Jake Browning and Thaddeus Moss, both through to the practice squad, though. Bengals, no surprises there. Samaje so P. Ryan hangs on as their third down back, which is awesome. I still think Chris Evans is going to be the one that like excels in that position. He's the one you want. N- yeah, he's no. the one you want. No, it's Samaj P. Ryan. No, that means always Samaj P. Ryan. It's it's. Uh, I mean, Zach Taylor would agree with you apparently. So, Trent Taylor, uh, former San Francisco draft pick, and Stanley Morgan Jr., who's a special teams ace for them, more so than anything. Both made the yeah, roster. Yeah, he is. Is wide receiver depth, and then as Ryan mentioned, uh, Chris Evans. So, and then the Devin Asiasi pickup. For the Browns, Josh Rosen was cut. So, I guess all those teams really didn't make a mistake. John Kelly was cut, which just continues to be sad. Former Bear Javon Wims cut, not making it through. Um, And apparently, there was something about the Browns I didn't know. They had the market cornered on tight ends with hyphenated last names. Oh, okay. Nakia really? Griffin Stewart, Zaire Mitchell Payton, and Marcus Santos Silva are all on their cut list. <laughs> wow. They cut three tight ends that had hyphenated last names. Worth it. Uh, worth it indeed. No kicker notes there. 
I always gotta look. Gotta look for kicking notes, kicker notes. John Kelly did sneak through to their practice squad. I can't wait to see him in an NFL game one day. <laughs> <laughs> Might be waiting a while, unfortunately. Probably. Probably. Uh, Donovan Peoples Jones and David Bell, another guy who has not caught in a lot of much throughout camp. Hypewise, David Bell listed as a starting slot receiver. Kind of a forgotten guy. I've been guy. saying that. I've been saying that all. Like, I mean, he did get day two draft capital. Like, you were calling the Jarvis Landry, Landry replacement. I mean, like the exact yeah. replica. I mean, the, the, he's, he's everything's he's been just on, as athletic, just just bigger. So everything's been on much. everything's been on Watson in camp and the Kareem Hunt trade and all that. I mean, this is a this is lost news that you know third round pick David Bell, kind of a forgotten guy from that tier of wide receivers is. Snuck in as a starting slot receiver on the step chart. Anthony Schwartz is fourth. Yeah, he'll play outside too. Schwartz is their double move guy. It like, would have always just assumed it would have been Cooper, uh, Peoples Jones, and then uh, Bell in the middle. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what it is. Jacoby Brissett listed as a starter. Josh Dobbs will back him up. Apparently, they also snagged Kellen Mond off waivers. <laughs> so Kellen Mond, greater than Josh Rosen, is where we're at. <laughs> well, actually, again, not not hard to do. I was excited for Kellen Mond. I'm like, yeah, he's back somewhere again. Me too. I like Kellen Mond. So do I. I am one of few, I think. We are one of few. Now. We are one of few. Pittsburgh Steelers, Max Borgie, Master T, both cut. So a couple rookie running backs that at one point had a little bit of, of fire behind their name. Of course, Borgie was more in Devy. Master T, he was he couldn't do anything on Ohio State, so no, I'm not I'm not surprised by this cut at all. Uh, Jay Sternberger also cut. That's a disappointment as somebody who should have been a good move tight end. God, we thought we God, we were so high on him too. We were. Who wasn't high on him? Everyone was high on him. Apparently yeah, not. Like, he looked like not, a apparently not the NFL. Bay, they changed apparently not. Nah, he, yeah, not the NFL because. Everything else, I mean, Jay Sternberger is just going to be one of those things where we look and say, how did we miss? Uh, Anthony McFarland uh, snuck into their practice squad. He was also cut. Another guy that was, you know, caught a lot of hype. and Yeah, never bought into it. Ended up being nothing. Oh, I did. I bought Uh, into it, but I just cut him today from from our Dynasty League. So, so fun fact, Miles Boykin is a stealer now. I didn't know that. Just saying, they have Miles Boykin. I guess they kept seven wide receivers. The Steelers did seven. Yep, George Pickens wow. is listed as the other outside starter with Claypool in the slot. They put Claypool in the slot per this depth chart. Claypool is a slot wide receiver. Pickens I do is like outside. That move, though I do like that move. I mean, he's almost a tight end anyway. So he's a move tight end right the there. Slot. Yeah, you might as put him in the slot. <laughs> you might as well. Uh, Mitch Trubisky is listed as a starter, so I don't know if they ever send that train out and confirm that or not. But Kenny Pickett did have a good camp, good good preseason, so um, that's going to put pressure on Trubisky to perform early on. But he does make it through as a starter. Former Bear Zach Gentry, there is a tight end. Tight end. Tight end. Um, nothing else really to note there. For so for the Steelers. Again, George Pickens, a lot like David Bell, he's going to get early opportunity, and that's probably where the Flyer is a rookie, even more so than David Bell because of the talent level of George Pickens. 
Oh, George Pickens has been going above Chase Claypool now in redraft leagues. I sure he is. Why he, not? I, I think uh, both eleventh round picks. Why not? Yep, you're right. Pickens at eleven oh four and Chase at eleven eleven. Make ben, a wish. Benny Snell survives. Benny Snell survives another day. Fucking Aww. Benny Snell. What about Jalen Warren, man? Talk about that guy. He he's coming up. He, he's he's right? been making. I've been taking him in some leagues, just kind of just, you know, I got him in my auction league as a uh, min bet, just kind of make it through. It's Pittsburgh. As long as Najee Harris is healthy, they're going to ride him into the oh, ground. Yeah. They don't use oh, multiple absolutely. backs. <laughs> no. I'm never interested in whoever's behind the lead back on the depth chart in Pittsburgh. Unless that lead back is James Conner, then I'm interested in about. No, four. I'm always interested because if something were to happen to Najee, starter again, one injury away. Yeah, but <laughs> unless it's James Conner or or Benny and Snell, Benny yeah. Snell's one injury away. Jalen Warren's there on that chart. I'm never interested in Benny Snell. He's never one never. injury away, Dan. Yeah, well, nope. I'll take Jalen Warren instead. <laughs> one injury away. Oh man. AFC South. Texans, uh, they cut Marlon Mack and Jeff Driscoll. So, uh, Marlon Mack, very surprise, surprising cut here. Yeah. My uh, jaw dropped on that one. I'm yeah. like, cause I didn't really see, like, a reason to, like, cut him. Like, you know, you have 32 year old Rex Burkhead, 33 year old. Like, I don't know how old he is now. He's in his 30s. And he makes a team still. And you're a rebuilding team. So, unless you're just going for veteran presence, which you could get with Marlon Mack, what are you doing? Like, yeah. take the young guy that, produced hurt himself and should have a chance to produce again so that yeah i'm with you that was really questionable to me why you would keep burkhead not and not mac i mean maybe mac just isn't as good as like maybe he's just not all the way back and it was just easier for them to keep a running back who's shown to have you know the ability to kind of just be a fill-in piece when needed like They've always said he was just a guy that that's there to you know just to play his role, and I guess it was always Marlon Mack versus Damian Pierce, and then Rex Burkhead was just the third down guy. Yeah, but if it's versus Damian Pierce, I don't know how on this roster, on a rebuilding roster, you can't find a spot for somebody like Marlon Mack there. Uh, they kept Dar Darren Ogumbawale, which special teams ace, yes, good special teamer. He does fill in in more ways than one, but I mean, they kept three running backs. They kept three They're running backs. That's see, that's 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 more shocking to me almost than just cutting Marlon. I mean, I mean, cutting Marlon back shocking even more so because only because they only kept four three. running backs. Yeah, they kept and they you know they did pick up Tyler Johnson on waivers, so. We can talk about that. He's going to have an opportunity to supplant Chris Moore and Nico Collins, and I think he easily could beat out either one of them once he gets caught on. So I'm interested to see where they try to slot him in. I'm I'm kind of hoping big slot. Um, mm-hmm. If he can't beat out Chris Moore, then I don't know, know what to tell him. But he should be able to should, beat out both of those guys. Yeah. So that's something to keep an eye on, especially midseason. We could be talking about Tyler Johnson as a waiver pickup here about midway through the year. I wouldn't go jump it just yet, but watch list him <laughs> because he's somebody that, that we could be talking about yeah. as a waiver pickup mid-year. But yeah, the Marlon Mack thing just, it really does baffle me. Yeah, that was a hard one to take yesterday. I was like, what the heck is going on? And I'm really trying to figure out where they kept extra people. 
They keep extra tight ends? No, they only have three. They only have five wide receivers. Must have been defense. Had, oh, offensive linemen. Had to have been. They're three deep at some defensive positions. So Yeah. Yeah. Again, just Oh, I'd, Lovey Smith. Yeah, that makes yeah, sense. That makes a lot of sense, huh? Uh also cut Chad BB, Chris Conley. So Marlon Mack did make it to the practice squad. And Chester Rogers. Yeah, Marlon Mack on the practice squad. That's good. Um they he caught on there and may catch something later this season. But yeah, I just I hate that he didn't make the actual roster. So really sucky. On to the Colts. Philip Lindsay cut. Expected. Man, it was a waiver wire yeah, darling to this now. Yeah. I mean, now he's just a guy. He had a couple good seasons in Denver, and then, yeah, just a guy. Tyson. he's just somebody that I used to know. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody that you used to know. Uh, Tyson Williams also cut, speaking of somebody that we used to think we knew, anyway. (laughs) Man, that was fun last preseason. Oh man, people were so upset after week one. They're like, "Why, why, why?" And then they oh just my cut god! Him. They're like, "Oh, we want, we want Le'Veon Bell instead." Uh, <laughs> god. <laughs> Kiki oh, Kuti did make it through the Colts practice squad. What is dead may never die. After being cut, so um, for the Colts, they are going to open up with Michael Pittman, Paris Campbell, Alec Pierce as their starting wide receivers. Very formidable three set. Pierce apparently is learning and coming along quite nicely. Um, definitely worth the roster in, in Dynasty. He should have been drafted. Um, so keep an eye on that. Paris Campbell, definitely worth the late round fr- flyers, the field stretcher in this offense. So I know Pierce has some deep ball ability as well, but um, Campbell playing the slot with that speed, I definitely want to take a late round pick on him. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Especially just, when he's, it sounds like he's had the better camp between him yeah. and Pierce too. So it does. He's finally been healthy. That's what he needed. He needed that healthy like Don't camp and everything. It. Don't jinx it. Um, and tight end position, Mo Ali Cox will come out as a starter. So that's worth noting. Highly athletic guy that's been touted for several years now to see if he can hit. Matt Ryan traditionally does like his tight ends. Jelani Woods also made the final roster. Mo Ali Cox is late round tight end to note there like it anything else on the colts probably not okay great jag jaguars yeah your camera cut out it did it's like it just like reset zoom jaguars uh raquel armstead cut hey i'm just glad he was able to get back in the football he had two terrible bouts with covid yeah like right like right when it was was still when it was real bad yeah that that's that's some shit there Good yep. for him. Laquan Treadwell cut. He'll catch on somewhere. He always seems to. What is dead may never die. The definition of that is Laquan Treadwell. <laughs> Amber Shad Perry. Man. And, oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> Those two are always around. You know when you get that first round draft cap. No, they just, never go away. Hold on line. Nope, they don't. More <laughs> we'll on that later. <laughs> and Ryan Santoso both cut. Um, and also of note here with the Jaguars is that LaVisca Chenault. Panthers. Traded. Interesting. Traded to the Panthers. I like this, though. Is he going to be that gadget player for Christian McCaffrey? 
He's gonna be the guy that... Yeah, he's gonna be the guy that Curtis Samuel was supposed to be, I think. You think so? He needs to bust out from the slot and... Maybe. Basically do like the Debo Samuel type move. I think he can. I don't know if Matt Rule's the right person to get Gadgety like that, but I think there's more talent there and he's going to have another chance to do it. And, you know, if anything, the change of scenery was absolutely necessary. So let's, let's see it. He's another guy that you watch list and just, you know, see what happens and watch how he's used as, you know, the first part of the season goes on. I like what it may open up in Jacksonville. I mean, we can shit on Chanel all we want, but he's back to back hundred, you know, you know, hundred target guy. In a room that really doesn't have a lot of heavy target getter guys, they just reset the market wise, you know, with wide receiver contract with Kurt. Like that's that's a lot of that's Kirk. just a lot of targets leaving the offense for Kirk continues to be one of the best values in oh my in god drafts. But that's also very good news for Travis Etienne. It's really good news for Evan Ingram, who I think a lot of people are excited to see. Well, maybe not a lot of people, it might just be me. Excited to see him in a change of scenery. Um, another late round flyer on a tight end you can take where there's legitimate upside. Um, and Zay Jones, who seemed to catch on with the, the Ravers, Ravens a bit, not the Ravens, the Raiders, the Ravers, the Ravers, Ravers, the, Ravers. the Vegas Ravers. Actually, that would be a better team name. <laughs> the Vegas Ravers, the Ravers, the Ravers, the Ravers. It sounds like a drunk guy when he's after head. Little one too many mm-hmm. trying to say Raiders and Ravens at the same time. Yeah. Also, note Jamal Agnew is on the final roster and apparently healthy, as is James Robinson. Agnew uh, was their most viable fantasy player last season. At one point. At one point. Special teams. Kick returns. He's yep. not going to run it back. Yeah, he did pretty good. They used him as a running back for a bit last year, too. And a wide receiver. <laughs> and a wide receiver. Yeah. He was out producing LaVisca Chenault at one point last year. He was. Wasn't he like wide receiver one for like the first two weeks on that team? Yeah. Yeah. Well, like that's how bad yeah. it was. For a little bit. It was, it was right before Chark. It was right after Chark got hurt. Everyone's like, ooh, Chark's mm-hmm. hurt. Now it's Sam LaVisca Chenault. Nope, Jamal Agnew instead. <laughs> Just yeah. kidding, guys. They we did, all knew it. They did also waiver claim Jamichael Hasty from San Francisco. So... He makes their final roster. Um, Dan Arnold, third tight end of the depth chart. So it's a lot of different faces here in Jacksonville for Doug Peterson's offense. Uh, but it should be fun to watch. Christian Kirk is the guy that you should be targeting late in most of your drafts. But there will be somebody else that emerges here, I think, as the season goes on outside of Kirk and ETN. Who I love both. Breakout players for me, by the way. Both of them. They are both breakout players. This they should be. Shh. Don't tell anybody. You're stealing my takes. Uh, Riley Patterson. I don't like that, children. Another thing to note: Riley Patterson will be the kicker in Jacksonville. Cool. On Who's waivers from Detroit. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. The kicker in Jacksonville. So <laughs> there you go. There you go. Tennessee Titans. Logan Woodside was was cut. So Malik Willis will open the season as a backup. Good, good. That's good. that's that would have been bad if not. That would have been real bad. He's like, yeah, he's third that's up. an improvement. That's uh, whew, yeah. Logan Woodside, hot garbage. Uh, also <laughs> cut from the Titans: Desperate Fitzpatrick, Terry Godwin, Cody Hollister. Um, so just a bunch of guys at the wide receiver. Jordan right, Wilkins, Pete. former, another former former Colts back that should have a real should have a real opportunity someplace that keeps failing to get one the scheme back yeah that, that's, that's so true 
Um, Logan Woodside did make it through the practice squad, which kind of expected there. Most teams, if they have a quarterback around they're cutting, they're going to end up on the practice squad. Um, as for the rest of the Titans offense, um, Traylon Burks right now listed as uh, the third starter. Kyle Phillips listed outside, I think, listed as a backup slot receiver to Nick Westbrook Akeem. That's not going to last long. No, Phillips no. is going to take over that slot spot. I think Burks is going to have to beat out Westbrook outside for that to stick. I think Kyle Phillips is I, – I don't trust his step chart. I think Kyle Phillips is the guy that's that's out there with Westbrook and Robert Woods week one. Yep. Burks has not had a good camp. He's going to have to, to earn his way there throughout the it's season. Not been pretty. No. No, definitely has, has not. Uh, Hassan Haskins does make the final roster. Uh, as does Dontrell Hilliard. They will back up uh, Derrick Henry. So the Julius Chestnut stuff was not true. Julius yeah. Chestnut's there. Well, yeah, but they, they were saying like he was ahead of Haskins based uh, on the way he was playing. No. Haskins is the better pass catcher. Like yeah. he's, their, he's their third guy. I mean, maybe maybe Haskins Chestnut a, becomes, you know, Deontay Foreman if something happens to Henry. But I think, yeah. I mean, it's. I think it's probably just if I'm picking a cuff here, it's probably Haskins over Hilliard yeah. and Chestnut. Oh, absolutely. Haskins yeah. is like a replica of Derrick Henry, but just yeah, smaller. He's a big fucking dude. <laughs> yeah. That was a big fucking dude. He's a big dude. Smaller than Derrick Henry is not hard to do. Yeah. No. Very, very big dude. All right. Very good Michigan back. Indeed. For the Broncos, uh, did Max Borgie get cut twice? <laughs> He's so he's so elusive. He got cut twice. <laughs> I think he did. That's Wasn't... gotta be bad for your elusive rating. Yeah, there. he was <laughs> he got cut twice. He was on the Steelers cut <laughs> We see this every year too with someone. Uh Max Borgie got cut twice. He was also cut from the Broncos. Is it like mad at him when they accidentally signed the Ron Max? Oh shit, cut. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, man, it's the wrong guy. I meant to pick up somebody else. Whoops. Oopsie. Oopsie. <laughs> Oopsie. I clicked the wrong button. Uh, the DMX uh, button every time. Josh Johnson cut. Which He's going to look for team number 15 now, I think. Now. He will right? be. Yep. Uh, Divino Zigbo cut. Jaquan Hardy, Caden Davis. Travis Fulgham, Kendall Hinton, former quarterback <laughs> for one game. Uh, Trey Quinn. Also Trey Quinn. Yeah, he's hanging around. Ah, he is hanging around. He's a thing. And then uh, punter Sam Martin cut. So Kendall Hinton threw to the practice squad out of those guys. Josh Johnson also threw to the practice squad. So that means for the Denver Broncos, their backup, let's see, their backup quarterback is going to be Brett Rippon. So... He'll reprise that role. Mike Boone is going to be the back behind Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams. No reason to pay any attention to that at the nope, moment. Not at all. Nope. <laughs> no not one at cares. the moment, at least. Uh, KJ Hamler is the third wide receiver with Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton, as was kind of expected when Tim Patrick went down. Yeah. So, not a whole lot shocking here. Albert L listed as a starting tight end. As you should be. Kansas City Chiefs, Dustin Crum was cut, Jaron Ely. Uh, Derek Gore got cut after strong finish to last season. Too many running backs in that roster. Indeed. Not enough yeah. running backs for Ayabacheco's hype train, so. Nope. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, also cut Josh Gordon, Corey Coleman, uh, and Reese Fountain. So, couple uh, former darlings there. You know who's not on that cut list? Though? Justin, Justin Watson, Watson, baby. Justin he's, Watson. He survives. There's only five of them there, too. Yep. Elian Fountain back through to the, the practice squad for them. Uh, for the Chiefs, look, looking at their starting receivers, Sky Moore, Juju Smith-Schuster. Sorry, it's not Sky Moore. Sky Moore is not listed as a starter. It's MVS, Michael Hardman, Juju Smith-Schuster. Sky will work his way there. Justin Watson is the fifth. So I can't believe it. Just, yeah, it's just you know veteran semantics, but Sky Moore's starting. He'll beat out one of MVS or He'll Mikul. beat out Miko. Miko's just a gadget player. Overdrafted because yep. of the Tyreek news. Yep, he will. Um, this depth chart leads really good things for Juju Smith-Schuster to start. Love yeah. Juju this year. Is yep, absolutely. Kind of where I'm at with it. Um, running back-wise, Edwards Alaire listed as a starter. Jerick McKinnon makes the final team after a strong finish to his season. Ronald Jones, among much speculation, also makes the team as a fourth back. And Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, look, not enough people talk about how this running back committee is going to be ugly to start the season that's why you want to just that's why you want to go over some of these dark throws i got pacheco i've got mckinnon with the hype news i got pacheco for a dollar in the auction league i've got mckinnon in a couple places just because of how he finished last year in this offense just uh we know that we know that clyde is just uh not very good so uh, he's also dropping in drafts. So I don't mind taking him as he drops either. He is dropping, true, yeah. and Ronald Jones, don't worry about him. No, yeah. he, he's, he's one you jack. can leave off your list. We don't count him. No, he's a chief. Well, I call him a jagged, just a guy. Yeah, he's a chief, though. <laughs> Las Vegas Ravers. Ravers! Kenyon Drake, we already talked about. He got cut. Keelan Cole did not make the final roster. Demarcus Robinson did not make the final roster. Oh. So. Did Devontae Adams make it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. You can calm down. Devontae Adams did make it. Uh, through to the practice squad, only guy of note there is Dylan Stoner. So, uh, Stoner's former Oregon standout that we liked a, a little bit. I don't want to say we liked him a lot and planted flags. Just liked him a little bit. Um, that means final running back. Zamir White does make the team. He is listed as the backup to Josh Jacobs currently. Um, Amir Abdullah makes the team. He's listed as fourth, as does Brittain Brown. So, um, look, looking at this running back core, I feel a lot better about Josh Jacobs as a non-believer in Zamir White. I'm the exact opposite. I love Zamir White as a non-believer in Josh Jacobs. Well, I, uh, one of us is going to be right. Oh, there's a small section out there that are like, put Amir Abdullah. Are oh, you, yeah, you going to exactly. take, you, do you want to take that? Do you want to <laughs> launch onto that one and take that side of it so that we no. just got all of our bases <laughs> yeah. covered? I'm on, I'm on the team. Don't fucking draft either of them. Like, even like, I, 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 I would take Josh just because he'll see starting right away. And they, like, like, but you know, new coaching staff, you know. Mm-hmm. Demir White does deserve to be a later on flyer, though. He does. Right, especially if you get special teams points. Hey. Because that's probably all he's good for. (laughs) No, he's one injury away. (laughs) He actually is one injury away from mediocrity right now. I will give you that. He is one injury away. He's one injury injury away. away. 
<laughs> probably I'm being an RB one. Josh Jacobs. So, uh, so oh, cool. Ryan, I'm on your team. Not that far. So guess who's listed as the other starter here for wide receivers? Mac Hall. Mac Hollins is listed as the other outside receiver. Mac Hollins. Seriously? Yes. Yeah. Love it. He's listed as the other outside receiver. With I, he's not going to amount to much with Rinfro and Waller and Adams all demanding targets, but he's the other guy. He's one that's injury. Fuck, that's so bad. Like you're, he, he's one so, injury away. This is why you want Hunter Henry or not Hunter. It's why this is why you want Hunter Renfro. This is why you want Hunter Renfro. There's literally three people in this entire receiving core, both tight ends and receivers that you want. We've seen it before. Ooh, yeah, rough. Absolutely. This is why you want Hunter Renfro. So, there you go. That that wide receiver core is not deep. No, it's, it's if anything happens, you're relying shallow. on Matt Oof. Collins. That is very shallow. There's enough names cut. They should go try to solidify that. You would think. Uh, you think they would add one more? Yeah, I mean, there's been enough guys cut. Go add one more. Yeah. Um, no one of note cut from. Uh, the Chargers, unless you believe in Jason Moore and Joe Reed. Those are names from yesteryear. So nobody would know cut from the Chargers. Uh, they're going to break camp exactly as anticipated. So you have obviously Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Josh Palmer listed as starters. Jalen Guyton's the next guy up depth-wise. Uh, Larry Roundtree did end up cut later on when Sony Michelle was signed. So... Uh, it will be Austin Eckler, Josh Kelly, Isaiah Spiller, Sonny Michelle opening the season on this team. Josh Kelly is listed as Austin Eckler's backup. Some news late in the season that he was outperforming Isaiah Spiller, and then Spiller hurt his ankle. So, ah, uh, Spiller's falling down drafts. What's that? Spiller's falling down drafts. Yeah, oh, you hate to see it. I do. Just terrible. So Spiller does not open as the backup of note. Austin Eckler. Uh, we'll play bell cow role. Sonny Michelle being signed too tells me that, you know, one, we're the flyer, two, they wanted to bring somebody else in with Spiller and Kelly here. And I think it makes a lot of sense. And I think Sonny Michelle actually has a, an inside track at being the backup here. All things considered, I, I especially consider after him, how he did with the Rams last year. I would consider him the backup even over Josh Kelly. Like, you know, depth charts are depth charts, but mm-hmm. I, I, I would. Sooner rather than later. It's just because he doesn't know the is offense. The backup. Yeah. Well, yeah. He's you know better in practice. Well, Andy was scenes. just picked up, and our lads tends to when somebody's just picked up, shove them at the back end of the practice squad, at the back end of whatever position until they figure it out. So That's true. Fair point. Um. Yeah. Dustin Hopkins still kicking for them. We still do that. Uh, oh, they barely do that. They both they always go for it for down. They do always go for it. Who the hell? Huh? Hold on, I gotta go look at this. What, Jalen Rager? No, the Dallas Cowboys. Their cut list just threw me for a freaking loop. Dicker the kicker? No, they have no backup quarterback. I thought they had uh, Cooper uh, Cooper Rush. They cut Ben DiNucci, Will Greer, and Cooper Rush. They have no backup quarterback on their roster. It is only Dak Prescott. Maybe it's Jerry Jones. That's why I was confused. <laughs> they cut Jerry Jones coming off the booth. <laughs> Jerry Jones going in to play quarterback. It's Troy Aikman. They have no backup quarterback. They cut all of Danucci, Greer, and Cooper Rush. I gotta look this up. 
This doesn't make that doesn't make any sense. Why would you do that? They had to have brought one of them into their practice squad just for roster reasons. They did. They brought Will Greer and Cooper Rush both onto the practice squad. This has got to be for roster reasons, and they're going to promote one of them before week one. Yeah. So I hadn't looked at that yet. Just looking, that's ballsy. They literally cut. I love it. All of their damn quarterbacks. I love it. Except Dak Prescott. <laughs> Got him through oh, waivers, yeah. and Will Greer and Cooper Rush are now on the practice squad, and one of them they're will They're going to try to go after to Josh backup. Rosen, you know, you know, right. quarterback. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because that, that is how their depth chart shows it on our lads. That's so that's good. Dak Prescott and everything else is blank after that. Yeah. Well, yeah. They cut all three of them and then re-signed two of them to the practice squad. Yeah. That's some cat maneuvering is what that is. Oh, that's just nerve-wracking. Yeah, right? What happens if they get claimed? Although, I think they... If, well, what that tells me is that if one of them did get claimed, they kind of didn't expect both of them to get claimed. And I had to guess it's if Cooper Rush gets claimed, at least we still have Will Greer. He's not getting claimed. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, Ryan Knoll uh, is, was also cut. Just mentioning that, former former Bear. So... Uh, and then Jeremy Sprinkle, former tight end that we liked. Brett Maher also cut, which he was also shoved through the practice squad, which if memory serves me, that means they also don't have a kicker on their active roster right now. <laughs> <laughs> I got to look at this, though. They don't have a kicker. They don't have a long snapper on their active roster. They kept a bunch of defensive pieces, it looks like, because they're only three deep at running back with Rico Dattle being the other guy. <laughs> Um, and I, well, no, they kept two extra wide receivers too. something called a Dennis Houston and a Cavante Turpin along with Noah Brown and Simi Veoko. Jalen Tolbert officially listed as a starter. Mike Gallup, Michael Gallup will not open the season on the pop. Good for him. So for him. those three are starting side by side. Uh, Gallup. Is not expected to be ready for week one, but again, will not start the season on the pop. So him, a lot like Chris Godwin, expected to not miss the first four weeks. So is there right now, as you said, no kicker, no lot snapper. And no backup quarterbacks. No backup quarterbacks. It's going to be like uh, Madden. You know, you're on 20-yard line, you're going for it. No, no, they're... They're at they're they're doing fantasy football right. They're waiting to the last second to act, you know, to pick up a quarterback. Yeah, they also dropped their whole defense, and at the last second, they're gonna go sign one. <laughs> it might be better than what they were able to do last year. So you know, who knows? Oh man. Uh, so yeah, Tolbert, Lamb, Gallup. That's a good wide receiver core when they're Very healthy. Nice. So um, Noah Brown stays on this roster still. Simi Fioka somehow makes it. So I'd imagine that. You're going to see some maneuvering from Dallas as it goes. As mentioned, uh, Brett Maher, who is expected to be their kicker, and uh, both expected, ba- you know, Wilger and Cooper Rush, who are battling for the backup quarterback spot, uh, did both get signed to the practice squad. So there's some maneuvering going on here with Dallas. Something's going to happen. You don't you don't cut your kickers and your backup quarterbacks. They 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 just want to go for it in every single. Yeah. I mean. They, I mean, they kept their punter, right? But they keep their punter. They did keep their punter, so uh, uh, the center will just snap it to him. They got that to it, so they'll, they'll only go for it on on their side of the field. Like that's two uh, point conversions. All that team, yeah. There's no extra points. There's no kickoff. <laughs> yeah, 
You're gonna use you're gonna use Dak Prescott. He's gonna be throwing bombs. <laughs> Yikes. Oh boy. Yikes. Uh Giants cut, game of Madden. Giants cut Davis Webb. Remember when he was supposed to be a thing? The oh. fact that he was still on the Giants this whole time. And he might have came back. I think he was left at one point. Okay. Uh Robert Foster also cut, so Yay, he's still a journeyman. Things. Uh, so Ryan Santoso has also been cut twice, the kicker. That says <laughs> Bailey Gaither, also cut twice. So huh? Santoso is on both the Jags and the Giants cut list. Uh, Davis Webb does hang around in the practice squad for the Giants. Uh, as far as their starters, uh, they are now saying that Kadarius Tony is expected to be healthy. Um, Kenny Galladay, Sterling Shepard listed as the other two starting wide receivers. Right now, Wandale Rob- Robinson is listed as the backup slot receiver to Sterling Shepard. Darius Slayton, Davis Sills, or David Sills, and J- Richie James also. Richie James. I'll make this roster. So Good for him. There are guys here of varying levels of either we liked them or successful. So uh, Daniel Bellinger does break camp as a starting tight end. Tanner Hudson, the old, who's a rookie free agent. Um, the only other tight end on this roster. So it will be Daniel Bellinger. Wow. Starting as a rookie. Uh, they kept five running backs, Gary Brightwell and Sandro Platzgummer. Bless you. Yeah. I and thought Deshaun Corbin was going to make it. Matt Breida is the backup to Saquon Barkley. Ugh. Which feels gross. Yeah, so it's just Saquon Barkley and no one else. Tony, I guess. Like, even Kenny Galladay irritates me because it's like, I was all excited to get him like this offseason. I'm like, oh, man, he's going way too cheap, you know, 11, 12, 13th round. And then he and wasn't. Just watching, him, watching him play, I'm just like, oh, my gosh. There's a reason why he's going there. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, uh, he doesn't want to play anymore. No, he's uh, he's donezo. He is donezo. Um, it's... You're taking a flyer on the Giants. It's Kadarius Tony, and I'm not really looking at anybody else. Nope. Sterling Shepard deep. I can see that too. I can see the argument, an argument to be made for for him deep is kind of a forgotten veteran guy. He's the Giants are going to be another a team where something's going to emerge that we aren't expecting. David Sills. Maybe. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles cut Carson Strong. So. I'm assuming he's gonna go. He's the one that goes through the practice squad over Reed Senate. We'll we'll see here in a minute. Uh, Deion Kane, former former uh, Clemson wide receiver, also cut, uh, and former Packers tight end Richard Wa- Red- Richard Rogers, also Richard Rogers, also cut here. So for their practice squad, it is actually Reed Senate that makes it through. Carson Strong will not be. Is not. At least as far as we know, on a roster. Wow. Remember when draft. people were like, Carson Strong should be a first round pick. I remember when I was oh, like yeah. I remember when I watched I'm like, wow, Carson Strong is really bad. Yeah, he's <laughs> fucking terrible. Um Quez Watkins listed over Zach Pascal as the third starting wide receiver. They only kept four. Um Well, can, they just traded Rager. So like they yes. did, they'll sign somebody. They did trade Rager. Yeah. He's a Viking now. So you wanna Talk about that at all? Or oh my God, that I was finally, I was finally correct. 
I mean, you were finally <laughs> he wasn't even traded. It took me two years to get there, but the Vikings did take Rager. <laughs> but like, you look at all these trades and look at what Amari Cooper got traded for. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, because it's freaking the, ridiculous. Dallas did not expect, I guess, the wide receiver market to blow up the way they did. Apparently <laughs> not. His contract was fine now. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. That was the only reason he got moved was because of the contract. And now it's a deal. Nuts. Now it's a fucking deal. It's a steal. 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 Um, yeah. Other than that, nothing on the on the Eagles. So, uh, exactly what you'd expect. AJ Brown, Devonta Smith, Miles Sanders, Boston Scout was resigned after New hey. Orleans cut him. So, Commanders. Jarrett Patterson's cut. He did have. He had uh, some fun things happen last year. Kendall Blanton was cut from there, there and the Rams. Uh, Sammy's race also cut. Remember him? I tried to make him a thing last year. <laughs> because we're like, which one do you want to try to make a thing for fun? We we'll did. go Sammy Reyes. That's he exactly, more athletic. exactly what I did. It was more athletic. <laughs> was, that was the only reason why. And it, it was, was great. totally the wrong answer. <laughs> but he was more athletic. Love it. Alex, That's what makes it fun, though. Uh, Jarrett Patterson's a notable cut there. This is Alex Erickson. Um, Brian Robinson. Uh, prayers up to him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, of course. Um, Shot he made the 50-man, 53-man roster, too. They didn't put him on IR. No, they That's did not good. put him on IR. Shot twice, once in the glute, once in the lower leg. Uh, no word on, on damage or anything, but by all accounts, it seems to be as good as you could hope for. Uh, they actually said he could play at some point this season, which would be incredible um, to see and to watch. Um, look, because we talked fantasy football, Antonio Gibson will break camp in the same role he had last year with J.D. McKissick reprising that same role as well. Jonathan Williams was picked up from the Giants. Um, you know, they haven't put Brian Robinson on IR. They haven't put him. So, you know, as of right now, that says that they don't expect him to be out for four weeks because they could put him on IR and designate him to return. They have not done that yet. So... We'll see how the recovery goes. Right now, it is Antonio Gibson, J.D. McKissick, Jonathan Williams, the the active, if you will, players there. John Dotson is listed as the starter opposite Terry McLaurin with Curtis Samuel. Um, Diami Brown, Cam Sims, Dax Milne, you serve as depth here. Uh, and Logan Thomas, activated from the pup, should reprise his role as actually a, look, he was a tight end four, two years ago, so... That's not nothing, yeah. and it's not like Carson Wentz hasn't made tight ends productive before. Yeah, Logan Thomas is definitely worth like putting on your watch list. Don't pick him up, but put him on someone that you're watching as the season goes on. Yeah, he won't be drafted because of recency bias. No. So definitely watch list him. Um, and then Sam Howell did make the final roster. So. He's coming after Carson Wentz, man. He should be, yeah. Andy Key's still ahead of him on the depth chart, but for know. now, yeah. Well, we know how bad both of them are. So it's true. Uh, the Bears they cut Nathan Peterman. He's a practice squad guy. They cut Darrington Evans. He's a practice squad guy. Um, and then Isaiah Coulter, Daz Newsome, Kevin Shad, yeah, Simba Webster, James Osha- James O'Shaughnessy. 
also cut by them. So definitely some cut downs here. Um, nobody else really worth noting. What this does mean is that the Bears are the island of wayward toys at wide receiver opposite Darnell Moody. That means that Nikhil Harry, Dante Pettis, uh, Bayless Jones, and Equinemius St. Brown and Byron Pringle all made this final roster. Interesting uh, roster there. Byron Pringle is currently listed as the starting slot wide receiver with ESB as the other outside receiver. So Bealus must just be playing special teams? For right now? It's exactly oh. what you want out of your third round pick. Yeah. Do we lose Dan? Yeah, he'll be back. I'm not worried about it. Uh, Tristan Ebner makes it as the third, as the third running back. Um, I know some corners that really like him. And uh, Ryan Griffin will be the backup tight end to Kolkomat, who's another late-round throw that you can make. Uh, they did keep two fullbacks, interestingly enough. They also picked up former uh, first-round pick Alex Leatherwood, uh, as this offensive line will take some time to solidify. So Bears very much a work in progress. Justin Fields had a fantastic preseason, so you hope he can keep it up. Uh, and there are definitely some options at wide receiver. These are not no-name guys on this roster, but it is the island of lost toys. They're more just depth pieces than anything. Uh, well, I mean, maybe, right? They're depth pieces that somebody's going to have be something other than Darnell Mooney. So, yeah. I mean, there's no, re- there's no, yeah, there's no real separation between Pringle, ESB, Harry, Pettis, Valus Jones. So, you know, somebody else is going to be something. This is where I wanted Tyler Johnston to go. Yeah. Because he would have immediately been a clear two. Mm-hmm. And as it is, that's... It would have been a perfect fit because they're a team that's clearly not trying to uh, to win. So Yeah. <laughs> depends where, because he made it. Depends where the waiver, it depends where they were waiver-wise. I think maybe Houston at the higher waiver claim. Uh, Bears use their waiver claim on Alex Leatherwood. Oh, that's that's right. Former I mean, first round draft pick, offensive line. Former I, first I, round it, lineman. So it's the right it's the right move. You know, lineman over wide receiver, regardless of talent. So for the most part, uh, for the Lions, David Blah, 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 David Blah, uh, and Tim Boyle both cut. Uh, Justin twelve. What's that? TB twelve. Tim, Tim Boyle, Boyle twelve. Justin Jackson cut, Trinity Benson cut, Special Agent Tom Kennedy cut. Special Agent. He signed. He's on the practice squad. Practice squad? squad? Good. Yeah. Uh, Devin Funches. Tight end. Funches uh, or Funches? Tight end Devin Funches. Tight end Devin Funches. Uh, Special Agent Tom Kennedy did get to the practice squad, as did uh, show favorite Justin Jackson. And Captain Dan Skipper. What? Captain Dan, Dan Skip- Skipper. Dan Skipper's a name. Yeah, he's an offensive tackle, apparently. New favorite player. God damn it, Dan Skipper. Captain Dan Skipper. Captain Dan Skipper. <laughs> Captain of the uh of the Dark Horse squad. ship. Yeah. I feel like squad. our most fun names the last two seasons have come from the Lions practice squad. Special Agent hey. Tom Kennedy. And Captain Dan Skipper. Captain Dan Skipper. Gotta be uh, good at something. <laughs> <laughs> They're uh, good at being dark horses. The starting wide receivers are exactly what you'd expect. Amon Ra, Josh Reynolds, DJ Chark, uh, Hawkinson, obviously starting tight end. 
Greg Craig Reynolds made it as the third running back. The backup here is Nate Sudfeld to jerk off. Oof. Yeah. I know that's not even like really an improvement over the other two that they cut. I'm like, oh my gosh, what is this? What are they thinking? Right. Austin Seibert will be kicking balls. Kicking the balls. Green Bay Packers, uh, former LSU quarterback Danny Etling amongst their cuts, as is Dexter Williams, Patrick Taylor, um, Travis Fulgham. He's also been cut twice, apparently. Second time I've seen his name. <laughs> Love it. Um, Malik Taylor with an asterisk. I think that mean injury designation, probably. Possibly. So, uh, Jawan Winfrey, Elise Mack. Yeah, big list. Oof. Big list. Danny Etling, uh, Goodson, Taylor, Fulgham, all through to their practice squad. And for Green Bay, um, not a lot surprising here. Watson, Daub serve as depth right now behind Cobb, Watkins, and Lazard. They'll eventually take over, I think, from, from Watkins and Lazard, either through injury or from Watkins and Cobb, either through injuries or, or otherwise. Amari Rogers did hang around. Running back-wise, there are only two. Right now, they only have two freaking running backs on this roster. That one blew my mind. There, that's a little surprising to you. Most teams yeah. carry three or more. Uh, AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones, the only two backs on the roster. Especially when they want to be more run, run heavy, you know, focused. Yeah, yeah. You figured that they would have uh, maybe a pass catching guy that can play special teams. That's what you thought. That's what I thought Tyler Goodson was going to be. Well, that's what Kylan Hill was supposed to be, and then he got hurt. So that too. So. Anyway, be interesting to see what they do with the running back position for depth there. Uh, but other than that, they're pretty track. Robert Tunyon activated from the pup, so he'll be their, their tight end. Also worth a flyer in the same way that Logan Thomas was. Good good year the last year he played. And yep. then hurt. Uh, for the Vikings, Sean Mannion, Kellen Mond both cut. Um, other than that, Albert Wilson also cut. And punter Jordan Berry, former Steelers punter, also cut. Uh, nobody of note making it through to the practice squad, at least from a skill position perspective. Is Adam Thielen being undervalued on this offense? Yeah. yeah. So is KJ Osborne. You want both. I He's one a piece of this offense. Completely agree. Absolutely. They're going to throw a lot, and Adam Thielen was on pace for a monster season before he got hurt last year. And all of a sudden, they're going to pass more, and people are out on them. I don't get it. They're going to not only pass more, but better play caller and a better scheme. Like it's it's set up perfectly for for yep. all these guys to smash. Uh, back up to Earth Smith Jr. is something called Johnny Munt, former Rams tight end. Worth noting because Earth Smith has not necessarily been healthy. We mentioned Jalen Rager's trade earlier. Ken A. Wanwu is made the roster as the third back. This is the type of player you expect as a third running back. The dude's an explosive guy who can hit some home runs and a special, special teams, teams ace. Yeah. He scored a touchdown last year in special teams. He did. He's explosive. Well, I'm a little sad about Smith, Mir- Marsmith. Yeah. Mir- Smith, Marsmith. Also good special teams guy. Also productive when he had a chance. Yeah. I guess you had to make room for Tyler uh, for Jalen Rager, though. So. You did. Yeah. 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 Uh, for the Falcons, Quadri Olison is cut. Geronimo Allison cut. So more tears from them. That Keyshawn Johnson, the other Keyshawn Johnson, cut. On Tate, cut. 
and Anthony Ferkser. So a uh, lot of names cut down there. The Falcons are going to have a struggle bus of a season, I think is what most of us are expecting. Uh, Drake London obviously will break his starter. He he will start with Brian Edwards and Olamide Zacchaeus. So uh, Edwards is a change of scenery guy to at least kind of keep an eye on. Demir Bird makes that roster his depth. Desmond Ritter will back up Marcus Mariota. As expected, he had a good camp. Um, and right now, the depth chart for running back is Cordero Patterson, Damian Williams, Tyra Algier. Uh, expect Algier to cut in and as the season goes on. Yep. Patterson will be more involved as a receiver and as a receiver and as a receiver. As a receiver and a receiver. And Damian Williams is definitely destined for more depth. So take that with a grain of salt. Algier will be fine. Um, I think we're learning there weren't a lot of surprise cuts. Panthers, Charleston Rambo, who just has a cool name. Brandon Zilstra, who got a little bit of run. Uh, Ryan Izzo also cut. We mentioned that they traded for LaVisca Chenault. Uh, practice squad-wise, Jacob Eason made it through to their practice squad, so he's still hanging around the league. Just another fun name for us, for me. Uh, Robbie Anderson, Terrace Marshall, DJ Moore break as the starters. I'd imagine that LaVisca Chenault's going to rotate in there and eventually overtake one of those but marshall will get another shot this is a guy that is worth the flyer i think i mean he had big hype big expectations last year didn't live up to them but you know recency bias not everybody adapts as a rookie we know that yep and uh deonta foreman is listed as the backup to christian mccaffrey two completely different types of running back (laughs) completely right completely but we do know that if Foreman gets a shot, he can be very productive. That's true. We have seen that now at this point repeatedly. So uh, Eddie Panera will be kicking balls for them. And Zane Gonzalez is out for the year. Yep. Uh, bad week for kicker injuries, by the way. Apparently so. Uh, New Orleans Saints, they have cut Ian Book, KJ Costello, uh, Divina Zigbo again. <laughs> he joins uh, former Bears first-round pick Kevin White is cut. Um, so this means that in addition to a lot of that, I mean, their wide receiver core all of a sudden looks pretty formidable with Alave, Jarvis Landry, Michael, and a healthy Michael Thomas. And allegedly not too healthy. healthy not Michael too shabby. Thomas. Not too it's shabby. Not too sad, shabby. Landry is listed in the slot with Alave and, and Thomas outside. So, uh, Traquan Smith does make the team and survive, as does Marquez Calloway. Uh, Taysom Hill is the backup to Adam Troutman. And Andy Dalton will back up Jameis Winston. And then uh, the four running backs, you have Alvin Kamara and then three between the tackles, guys. Makes sense. Apparently. And Tony Jones, Jr., back with the Saints, so... The more things change, the more they stay the same. That's right. Absolutely. Um, Tyler Johnson was the only one of note cut from the Tampa Bay Bucks. So let's go. Actually, I want to see who made it through and is listed as their starting tight end. 
Probably Brait, my guess. Yeah, I say it is Cameron Brait. It is Cameron Brait. Kyle Rudolph was listed behind him with Kate Otten third. Um, Chris Godwin, we'll see what we get out of him week one. We know he's coming off the ACL tear. Um, it's always been reported that he will be ready, so I expect he will play. The question is how much. Um, you know, will he be limited at all? We'll definitely be keeping an eye on that and watching that. Uh, Scotty Miller did make the final roster, as did Brashad Perriman and Julio Jones. So they have a lot of depth at the wide receiver position. Uh, right now, Russell Gage is listed ahead of Julio Jones on the depth chart. That's also not really a big surprise. As it, as it should be. Yeah, a little backwards. Uh, Rashad White and Keyshawn Vaughn and Giovanni Bernard all make it as running backs, too. So, Bucks are just deep all around. Apparently, yeah. Yeah. Besides the offensive line, because uh, they can't keep that shit fucking clean. No, they cannot. Keep, God. Can't keep it healthy, can they? No. Not at all. Uh, Trace McSorley, Ronnie Rivers, uh, Marcel Aitman. Marcel Aitman's on here twice, too. Or no, wait, that was Odd and Tate. Same person. Odd and Tate. Same, same person. Same, I was like, same difference. <laughs> They've probably Both never cut. been in the same room together either. No, they probably haven't been. Um, McSorley does get through to the practice squad. I want to look at the Arizona Cardinals here for a second, though. You've got, obviously, DeAndre Hopkins starting with the suspension. Does all of that work go to Marquise Brown, or do we see A.J. Green show he has a little bit left, or does Rondell Moore start to break out? He is listed as the other starter to start the season. I, I, I like both. It all can go to Brown. Green has been a shell of itself. I also see you know, if you're a more truther, like yeah, well, that too, Zacherts, but yeah. Well, some of it will go to Zacherts. Yes, we saw that last season. There's going to be somebody else, and I think if you're a more truther, you take the flyer, and if anything, you watch list him too because he's not going to be drafted in most leagues. So watch list that and look at his targets in week one. Yep. Even if it doesn't pan out, look at his targets. Look at how they try to get him involved. You know, Benjamin is listed as the RB3 after starting throughout most of camp. Keontae Ingram does make the final roster. Good. Along with Daryl Williams. So, James Conner will start. As expected. But there will be somebody else out of that running back group. And I expect, you know, Benjamin to be the early flyer you want to take. I've got him in several places just because of how he's getting ran in preseason. Absolutely. For the Los Angeles Rams, nothing. Just nothing. absolutely nothing to discuss there. Um, their actual depth chart has Cam Akers as a starter, as it should. Kyron Williams does make the final roster, as does Jake Funk for depth. Hey. Um, they kept three quarterbacks so Bryce Perkins also makes this final roster he was I think on their practice squad the last couple of years yeah, um, he was a preseason darling he yeah, was he should be he was a deep draft cut for me a couple of years back it was Bryce Perkins so happy to see him hanging around at the same team and actually uh actually breaking camp it's a good one uh, Van Jefferson listed is the third starter here, also as expected. Uh, look, where the Rams failed this season, offseason, just to keep it blunt, they learned nothing from Odell Beckham getting hurt, and they did nothing to address their wide receiver depth. 
they pretty much replaced Robert Woods for Allen Robinson and did nothing to address the depth here. So that's definitely worth noting. Yes. Who showed that he couldn't carry the jock of those other guys. No, not even close. For the 49ers, we knew about Sudfeld getting cut. They did also cut Trey Sermon, uh, last year's third-round pick. And Hasty. And Jamichael Hasty. So yeah. Jeff Wilson and Tyrion Davis-Price running here. Keyshawn Johnson gets a second cut listed in the same division, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Wow! <laughs> the West just does not want you. Uh, Willie Sneed also cut. As is Troy Fumagalli, because he was supposed to be a thing at one point. Former darling Tyler Croft and Willie Sneed. Willie Sneed. Oh, I missed that one good season he had. Because I had him during that one good season he had. Memories. Uh, For San Francisco, no surprise. Jawan Jennings listed as a wide receiver three there, actually. Over Danny Gray? Over Danny Gray. Uh, it Interesting. Jawan Jennings with Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. Again, I wouldn't buy too much into that. No. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo working on an extension to become, if it's not done already, to become the highest paid backup in the NFL. Trey Lance is officially the starter. Um, by all accounts, you know, he'll grow into the role. It just might take a little bit of time. Uh, and the backups to Elijah Mitchell are Jeff Wilson, Tyrion Davis Price, and Mason Jordan is the, the wild card here. Like it. Love it. It's okay. <laughs> All right, last one. Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Ronnie Rivers finds himself on the list again. Former preseason darling Darwin Thompson. J.J. Artega Whiteside. Wasn't he traded for? Yeah. Yes. Okay, he got yes. cut. <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> the Eagles, man. Freaking wheeling and dealing. Wheeling, wheeling and dealing. dealing. They get a pick for it, and the Seahawks also wheeling and dealing, I guess. They're just trying to, like, they're just, the Eagles are just trying to not remind us uh, of all the film wide they, receivers they have. How bad they are drafting wide receivers. Yeah. Yep. Uh, JJ, or uh, Whiteside, good Jesus. Kate Johnson. Uh, Bo Melton. Cut. No! He did get through the practice squad, as did JJ, or Whiteside, Jarwin Thompson, and Sean Mannion. I guess. I guess. So who... First off, DK Metcalf is going like double-digit rounds now in fantasy It's drafts. insane. Like, yeah. I under, like, oh my god. I, I was looking at that too. I'm like, oh my... I'm like, am I looking at this the same? I kept refreshing it and scrolling back down. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. He's at 10.04. That's real. It's a real thing. I keep seeing it too. Uh, Penny Hart, who single-handedly cost Drew Locke his starting job, makes the final roster. Geno Smith will start the season over Horse Cocklock. Horse Cocklock. So. <sighs> Ugly team. Noah Fant, Will Disley, Colby Parkinson is your, your tight ends. Love it. Just so fucking delicious. So that was a, a lot of talking, but that's your setup for the season now. You can't say we didn't tell you who's starting, who made final rosters, who was cut, what to do with some of your dynasty people that might have been cut, who to watch list. There's some deep early waiver cuts in there to pay attention to, like the Rondale Moores and the Tyler Johnsons of the world. 
new faces, new places like Sony Michelle in Los Angeles that should have value at some point during the season. So little, little primer finally, but that's a lot. And we're going to get to a beer review here in just a second. And then we're all going to go around table here and just give you some predictions for the season. Do our, our best shot at, at giving you some predictions, some things that we like, some what do we think is going to happen ahead of next week's week one preview. What's you? Just kidding. Beer review. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long time. Whoever wants to start. Ryan, go ahead. So I had short brew, locals light, American lager. Good. Crisp. It hits the spot. It's nothing really big to brag about. No good air, you know, nothing fruity. Just a typical lager. All right. I had four uh, pigs brewing. This is blinding light show, IPA, orange peel, and lemon peel added to it. Um, Light, little malt uh, to it. You know, just as a basic IP, you're going to get that to it. Get that balance there. Um, you get the brightness from the orange peel. You get a little bit of the tanniness from the lemon peel alongside the orange peel. It's a good old solid, good old solid IPA from our uh, our friends over at Three Floyds and McKellar. We're pigs brewing. All right, I had a Penelope Barrel Pick uh, from the St. Louis Bourbon Society and Barrel Blends. On the nose, it's all baking spices. Um, there's shortbread, there's nutmeg, there's cinnamon, there's, yeah. It smells like if you had a bunch of ingredients for a really good cookie just kind of laid out next to each other, that's what it smells like. Not mixed together, not baked yet, just all laid out next to each other. If you just ran the gamut of smelling it, that's kind of what I get. On the palate, there are some bright oak notes. Um, definitely get some light fruit there. A little bit of cherry, a little bit of orange, some underlyings of like a dusty cocoa. Um, so it's not overly decadent. It, it does have a good depth of flavor. It's definitely not cloying. It's a little bit lighter, a little more oily on the mouth. So it's not like drinking a dessert whiskey or anything like that. But it does give you some fruit. Uh, it does give you some of those bright oak notes. Obviously, vanilla, um, some dusty cocoa, some nutmeg. Uh, you know, it's a good mingling with really good balance. It does finish with a little bit of, uh, of I don't want to say a full, like, peppery rye pop to it, um, but it, it's more almost like a light cinnamon or a nutmeg on the back end. Again, this is very, like, it's almost like confectionery, almost. Mm because of all the baking notes out of it and all the spicing notes out of it. It's not it's not decadent. It's not overly sweet. I'd consider it almost confectionary. Um, and the proof does come out a little bit. just gives you a nice warm Kentucky hug, though. It's not harsh at all. Overall, it, it's a good pick. Um, it's different than the other Penelope Barrel pick that I have. And just as a general overarching statement, if you haven't tried Penelope, you find any of their stuff. Those guys are doing excellent work. It doesn't matter if it's the harder to find stuff like the architect or the Takai cast, if it's a cask, if it's a toasted barrel pick that came to your area, if it's just the barrel proof foregrain. Um, they're doing really, really good stuff over at Penelope. 
Uh, and it's definitely worth checking out if you have the opportunity to buy a bottle. I've not been disappointed by anything of theirs I've tried, and I think we're up to like six expressions now. Very nice. So Yeah. All right. Um, we're going to go ahead. Uh, we're going to do a bold prediction, a sleeper, a bust, and then, because everybody wants to know, a Super Bowl matchup prediction. So let's go with a bold prediction. Can be team, can be player. Ryan, we'll start with you. My bold prediction this year is Jalen Hurts finishes as the QB1. Boom! In fantasy football. I mean, dropping the mic. I thought maybe in fantasy basketball. but uh, Hey, you never know. He might. You just, you just, you just clarified it for me. Thanks. <laughs> Dick move, Dan. Dick move. <laughs> Dan? I... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. See, I mean, my bold prediction was that was that Trey Lance was going to finish as a top three fantasy quarterback. See, I was just, the rushing quarterback's going to have a good season. Hey. Should I go Justin Fields and just do the trifecta of this unheralded rushing quarterback <laughs> is going to have a really good season? <laughs> now, I'm going a different route. Jerry Judy is going to finish as a top 10 wide receiver. Um, Russell Wilson. Look, Doug Baldwin with Russell Wilson, um, particularly 2015 through 20, you know, 17 before injuries caught up to him. Uh, he was seeing, you know, a hundred plus targets a season, had 2000 yard seasons in there. Um, catching a, a boatload of touchdowns is the same type of player. And then Tyler Lockett, who took over for him. Um, really before, before last season, um, even last season, very quietly over a thousand yards and eight touchdowns, he had three straight seasons of over a hundred targets over a thousand yards, um, and eight to 10 touchdowns. So Russell Wilson has a good relationship with the slot receivers who run routes well, who separate well, and everybody's leaning towards, you know, I guess Joe Judy does get love and and hype and whatever else but most of the conversation that i've heard has been around Cortland sutton um and i do think there's merit to that because wilson does have you know has always hit people deep but the reliable wide receivers with russell wilson throughout his career have been doug baldwin tyler lockett playing out of the slot running routes being able to separate and that's the type of wide receiver that jerry judy is and if he can clean up the drops I think that the volume is going to be there and the productivity is going to be there for him to finish as a top 10 wide receiver. A little, some, little something different. A little something you haven't heard me hype up on this show. I like it. It is something different. It is something different. It was very it's, good. It's good. It's good. All right. Um, all right. Let's go sleeper. Who's a deep cut? We'll go eighth round ADP or later. But if you don't, just go ahead and just... Or whoever out there, if you don't have ADP handy, if you already had somebody in mind. Well, mine's KJ Osborne. All the way. Dirty thief. Yeah, I know. I know. Like, he's been my guy. Like, so it's funny because you can say sleeper and go, any running back who's one injury away going before the eighth, tenth round. Like, they're all, you know, quote unquote sleepers. Rashad White. Actually, you should, you should always draft Rashad White. But KJ Osborne, for sure. Um, We've talked a lot about them. You talked about them earlier in the show about how him and Thielen are both going at value 
Osborne productive when Thielen was hurt uh, last year throughout, and the offense should only improve, especially the scheme and the play calling should improve for Osborne to really show out. And Thielen's over 30. He's battling multiple injuries throughout the last couple of years. He's teed up in a perfect spot to to finish as a as a back in by receiver three. With wide receiver two upside. All right, I'm gonna kind of take the softball here. It's gonna be Christian Kirk. Um we <laughs> talked about it early in the show. He's going to the eight eleven. We've talked about it all season. The ADP has not come up yet. They showed in preseason that they're going to target and utilize the shit out of him. And they're going to be playing from behind. They don't have a good defense. If you expect Doug Peterson to progress this offense, Trevor Lawrence to take the next step as a generational quarterback that everybody just a year ago thought he was, Christian Kirk is going to be the benefactor of that. And there's absolutely no reason he should be being drafted after uh, Cordero Patterson or... Uh, a Devonta Smith, who's a two, or a, a Brandon Ayuk, who has not going to be in a throw happy offense. You know, he should be up there a little bit higher by a couple rounds. And so, you know, I think Christian Kirk absolutely has high end two, if not low end one, wide receiver upside with the volume that he's going to see. You know, look, this isn't saying Christian Kirk's an elite wide receiver, even though he was paid like one. This is saying. He's in an offense that he's going to have to throw the football, and he's the best option they have, and he is going to benefit from that. And the team has to justify, you know, giving him that type of contract, especially front loading that contract. He is absolutely in a position to to see over 130 targets this year. Mm-hmm. Ryan, my big sleeper is uh, I'm going tight end on this one. I'm going David Njoku, Ooh. just because I see him more as the number two option in Cleveland this year behind Amari Cooper, and the way that uh, Jacoby Brissett was kind of playing the field was he was actually targeting David Njoku quite a bit. And another way to look at it, too, is there's no, like, true definitive number two target there. That's how I look at it as. And I've been reading um, was it Coop Fiasco. He oh, yeah. He does fantasy. Oh, yeah. No, we, we, t- we, know, we know Coop. Yeah, he does, like, a tight end thing, like a series. I was reading it this summer. And basically, he was saying, like, basically, if you're the number two target, that is someone you kind of want to target. So, like, you know how we're, like, going after the Travis Kelseys, the Kyle Pitts, and Mark Andrews. They're the number two target on their offense. David Njoku is also going to be the number two target on his offense. And he's going at 1404 right now. So, he's a late-round target tight end I like to get if I don't get one of those top three. Fair enough. All right. Bus Ryan, uh, I guess I'll go ahead and start this one off. Um, I don't know. If, you know what? Mm. Do we do bus like first four rounds? Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Just first four rounds. I'm kind of looking at who I don't like, and I'm just going to figure out. See, I want to say Derrick Henry, but even if he has a bad season, I don't think he's going to full on bust necessarily. I just think it's, it's going to be like, a lot you know, less players- than what people expect him to be. It's almost like players who you think, like, who would you fade? Like, fade pretty hard. More so than just flat-out bust. I think Derrick Henry can definitely bust, I think, uh, given his ADP. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think given his ADP, exactly. he absolutely can. And that's, you know, that's... I'm going to go ahead and make the case for it, because I haven't a lot. And this is probably the boldest take you're going to get out of me, is that Derrick Henry is going to 
going to disappoint. He's not going to be an elite top four running back, I don't think. And, you know, yes, it's thin. Every year there seems to be somebody that emerges with this awesome season kind of out of nowhere. We haven't seen the same top three running backs in fantasy for quite some time in back-to-back years. Um, but you know, Derek Henry being a bigger guy, coming back off the foot injury, and coming back to a worse offense with the loss of of A.J. Brown, um, you know, I think they're going to be able to stack the box against him a little bit more, at least until Traylon Burks comes along. You got old ass Robert Woods coming off an injury. Um, on the outside, Kyle Phillips, I, I want to like him, but I don't think there's enough volume there. It's a run first team that all of a sudden doesn't have this weapon on the outside in AJ Brown that you have to worry about. Um, or even Julio Jones for that matter on the other side. And I think that, uh, or Corey Davis the year before, you know, Westbrook Akeen is a big drop off from those two. I think that the, the change in, in the offense coming back from injury, and you know the wear and tear, not the, not the wear on the tires, because as Alex points out, running backs don't have tires. <laughs> um, you know, it was gonna put him more, more pedestrian, and you know, pedestrian for Derrick Henry's Nick Chubb levels, right? You're talking a half round difference, but it's not elite. So that's that's kind of I'm framing the bust as more of a fade. But I think you have to fade Derrick Henry off of that elite tier, and I have been pretty consistently throughout draft season. Absolutely. Absolutely. Ryan, who's yours? I'll go last. All right. My biggest one is, uh, and I've been off him ever since he re-signed, and that is Javante Williams. When Melvin Gordon re-signed, I was all off him. And, yeah, okay, so you can say, you know, Javante Williams is going to take that next step up. But last year it was still 50-50. There's no guarantee that the split is still not going to be there. There's still a split. So taking Javante Williams at, like, he's going right now 208, I feel like you're drafting him at his ceiling, hoping that something happens to Melvin Gordon or Melvin Gordon somehow just takes that step back and isn't the running back that we all still hope he is. So based on just draft capital alone, it's Javante Williams for me. I can't, I won't draft him at in round two at all anywhere. Not even round three. I wouldn't mind. I would take him maybe round four at the earliest. Yeah, it's tough to buy into a a running back who saw his timeshare come back, and there's been no reports of change at all. There was yeah. that one day, right? That one day, I was like, "He's going to be seventy 30. and then it was immediately and debunked. Someone, and then someone counted the snaps, and it was like fifty five forty five. It was Ben Albright. It was Ben Albright. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I fully expect Javante to keep kind of etching his way through, but this is a very, very difficult division. Melvin Gordon has been a very reliable running back, especially for that team since last year. It's it, it's Javante in Dynasty, yes. Javante in redraft, based on what Ryan said his ADP is, hard fade. Hard fade. Mine is, uh, let's go for, uh, let's make it three for three running backs. Okay. Uh, David Montgomery. That's a good call. Uh, yeah, I looked at him too. Yeah, uh, he's going at the uh, in at the four hundred three RB. I think like fifteen. Which when you say it like that, feels a little bit better. Uh, RB twenty. So again, sounds better, but still, but still, in that early fourth round, you have the offense completely it is in shambles. They're building on for next year. You have a threat to kill Herbert. 
You have uh, Justin you know, Fields year two figures to take more from the rushing game. Yeah, you have a rushing quarterback, and that's the... And Montgomery is also in the final year of his deal. There's a new coaching, a new coaching staff, and a new regime in the office. There is no allegiance or ties to Montgomery. We buy in the Josh Jacobs still who's in a similar situation because the offense you know, figures to be productive. Have to be if they want to keep up in the West. The NFC North is not the AFC West. The Bears are not the The Bears greatest. aren't trying to the Bears aren't trying to keep up. No. <laughs> um, trying to keep down. Would not be shocked at all if Cully Herbert is the starter by the later point of the season and Montgomery is just flat out replaced. And the Bears have nothing else to play for, which we all expect to happen. And Montgomery, who I think Hopper would agree, and Ryan, you may agree as well, will not be on this team next year. There's virtually no reason to see what he has when you can look at Taylor Herberts and the sixth-round scat back you just drafted as well. So, nope, no, no. I'm trying to trade him in Dynasty, the spots I have him in, and I have the hard just – he's not even on my list. I don't want to see anything about him. Yeah. He's a massive red flag. It's hard to fade an RB20 um, in that area because everybody there has red flags, but I don't disagree with the, the narrative around that. Uh, you know, look, we've seen plenty of times. Ask Miles Sanders how running back value fades when you end up with a, with a rushing quarterback there. Um, a big guy that can work goal line that can just take off on third down when you're trying to pass that, you know, doesn't have to check down because he can pick up more yardage with his legs than you can in the check down. You know, that's where you get into some, just some trouble there. Um, and that, that we've seen that time and time again, just hurt running backs. We may even see it in San Francisco with Trey Lance where it hurts a guy like Elijah Mitchell. Um, and, and, you know, you're absolutely right. The narrative around Montgomery this season has not been quite as bad as Antonio Gibson's narrative, but it's probably the second worst as far as, you know, how the new regime feels about him versus Khalil Herbert. Khalil Herbert has been productive. Khalil Herbert could also not drafted by this regime, but could cut into, you know, Montgomery's workload. You could see more of a, of a two headed attack there. I don't have a good read on this regime and what they're doing. I don't agree with the free with a lot of the free agency decisions, but it does look like they're stacking cash for next year to make a run at some things as well as having high draft picks. Um, and, you know, there is the devil's advocate argument that because he's in the last year of his deal, they run him into the ground, you know, because it's somebody else's problem next year. We've seen that happen too, but it doesn't I, I sound like that's the narrative coming out. I would be more confident in that if the Bears were going to be more competitive this year. Like, there's, there's not even a bear, there's, like, there's not even a benefit to run them into the ground when you should start seeing what your younger players, uh, no, unless the guys, in the the guys you want to have in the future, have like well, a Khalil Herbert. Unless Fields takes a massive step and can elevate this team oh, from the He's depths go of Mahomes. despair. He's gotta, yeah, He's got to go Mahomes. That's man. He's got. I love Fields. <laughs> like. I, I, it's hard. To uh, there was an NFL it. Network comparison about in the preseason between him and Patrick Mahomes uh, that I laughed uh, at, but yeah, of course there was. <laughs> Let's Mooney's the second comment of Jerry Rice. I don't, uh, I don't foresee that one happening. Oh, you got Maybe. your Tyree killing your Travis Kelsey and Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Bargain bin, bargain it's, bin Chiefs. It's there a great value Chiefs offense. <laughs> right. It's your old country buffet right there. Uh, all right. 
Um, Super Bowl matchup, Ryan. Oh, man. Totally forgot about that one. So I was looking at the other players on the uh, list. My Super Bowl matchup, I have uh, Chiefs from 49ers. Rematch. Yeah. Trey Lance. Trey yeah. Lance takes him to the Super Bowl. Right. He's the biggest hitter on the show. Trey Lance exactly. to the Super Bowl. Well, I never said Trey Lance to the Super Bowl. Could be it's Jimmy not Garoppolo Jimmy G because we he said he's had three chances, hasn't been able to get there. I had four Jimmy times G. a charm. <laughs> <laughs> Trey Lance takes him to the Super Bowl. You you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Dan. Eagles, Chargers. Eagles, Chargers. The Eagles moves they keep making, like you just like every single move they make just keeps somehow just keeps getting better and better. The the defense might be as deep as both the Chargers and Bills. The NFC is one of the easier con- is the easiest of the two conferences it, it to get is. to, and it feels extremely light uh, compared to years past. And good luck predicting the AFC. Good yeah. luck. Good you know, luck. The AFC was hard. It, no, no, just in general. Like yeah. good luck picking somebody out of there because it's it's all home field advantage and luck. <laughs> Went in the coin flip, I guess, twice. I don't know, but uh, I like the Eagles. Do you have the Chargers finishing first in the AFC West? Then I have the Chargers finishing first. We had a lot of debate about the AFC West over dinner the other night at a fantasy draft. There are a lot of people that like the Raiders. <sighs> That's fine because of what the Chiefs lost, what the Raiders added. You know, there's a lot of people obviously that think Broncos. That's going to be a fun conference, is what it comes down. Yeah. It's going to be uh, uh, a very worn down conference. But the uh, AFC West and the top three and three of the four teams in the NFC West are gonna are gonna put on shows. And then you know we're blessed with the Bills and Bengals too. Yeah, and uh, I guess the Cowboys maybe. Who's yours, Hopper? Bills, I think Josh Allen's finally going to get his. He won't be fucked over by a coin flip. I think he's Perfect. not going to be fucked over by a coin flip. I think he's finally <laughs> going to get his. Um, and I'm really torn between the Bucks and the Rams coming out of the NFC. Uh, the Bucks, I have some serious concerns about that O-line, despite the depth they have everywhere else. Uh, and obviously the Rams, I mentioned concerns about their wide receiver core, but I do think they're the most rounded teams in the NFC. So I'll go ahead and hang my hat on, on the box because it's it's Brady. It's the easiest ones. And you know, to me it's and not the, you know, you know, pour salt on the Niners one. It it's it was the Bucks and Rams and then the, the moves that Philly just keeps making. Um Yeah. Furthering separating themselves from Dallas. Like, you know, Philly is a smash to win the NMC East, in my opinion. The, the Rams are are very much a glass cannon. They've built their roster see, to be a glass cannon. So I don't know. Philly and Dallas, I think, are closer than people think, because Philly is very much contingent on we like Jalen Hurts the fantasy player. It's very much contingent on Jalen Hurts, the NFL quarterback, taking a big step yeah. forward. Philly, oh, fine. Philly's I mean, contingent on that. Sure, Dallas's sure. defense has to take a big step forward too, but that's where you get crossed up. You have questions there. I um, mean, Dallas's offense needs to stay healthy. We talk about where you know where the Bucks O line is. The Cowboys O line is in just as much in shambles, and they're making no moves. Well, that's also true. 
So, yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with that. Yeah. Um, it is just as much in samples. They're not making moves. The, the Eagles could, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they do win the East. I just don't think it's going to be smash. Yeah. I think that's probably going to be closer between them and the Cowboys. You know, unless Hurts takes a, it hurts the NFL quarterbacks, takes a, a step forward. And basically what it comes down to is this edge and defense, obviously to the Eagles. Um, edge and offense, skill position players. You know, the Eagles have more top end talent. The Cowboys are deeper. So, and I like depth when it comes to, to teams that are going to make a, a deep run because the Eagles are an AJ Brown injury away from being right back where they were last year. Fair. So, I mean, for, yeah, and it's not like yeah. AJ Brown injuries are uncommon. I mean, so, it's, I mean it's, it's like that for really any team, though. I mean, like, even with the Rams or an Aaron Donald injury away that suspension a well, wide receiver injury which is why i went with the box because i look at them and it's like okay yeah the o-line's a little lacking but you look at every other position they're two and three guys deep to where if you just had to go next man up they realistically can just go next man up yeah i mean that's yeah that's 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 kind of where i'm at with philly i mean it's just the deep of the defense and it's just a depth that they keep accumulating yeah i mean and plus it, i mean it's it's it's, it's to me, it's three teams. Let's let's take Maybe it one Niners. step further. Who's winning each division? Who do you got in the AFC East? The Bills. Yeah. Bills, yeah. Bills, Bills. Dolphins going to make a wild card run? No. I, think, I so. think they'll be in contention, but I don't. I don't. Okay. Jets going to take a step forward at all? I think nobody's betting on the Patriots. No. I don't think. I think uh, you'll get. I think you'll get. All your wild cards between the West and the North. I think New England That's takes fair. a step I back. Think I wouldn't Dol- be I shocked think- if they finished behind the Jets. Uh, AFC North. Ravens. Ravens over the Bengals? I got Bengals. I got Bengals. Not hey. the Browns. That's all that matters. It's not the Browns, <laughs> and it won't be the not Steelers. Not the fucking Browns. So you got a two-horse race in the. You got a one-horse race in the AFC East. I think we can all depend on that. Miami will be fighting for a wild card. AFC North, Ravens, Bengals. Um, that's kind of going to be the thing for a little bit, I think, is going to be ravens Bengals. Um, you Both know. teams make the playoffs. One of them obviously wins the division, the other one makes ball cards. See, Baltimore, I'm a little iffy on if they make the playoffs. I've always been concerned about Baltimore in the playoffs. I don't think they have the right scheme or offense to get there, but they're, they're a team that's built to, to win regular season games because they can just beat up on opponents. It's the way that they run their, their offense. It's all... Right. You know, you know, uh, time of clock and just kind of just wear you down. It's a very young defense. I mean, there's still a lot of there's the yeah, but better secondaries in football. The problem with Baltimore is going to be if you can get them playing from behind, though, not in front. That's the question right there. Yeah, it, it, it's it, it's hard to say if that's to be true. Um, Cincinnati also looked pretty mediocre until their last until their late season push. They figured it out. Yeah, well, and they then did. they look kind of, and then they looked a little lost against the Raiders and Titans. For some reason, they just have their number against the Chiefs, so they they know how to beat the Chiefs, which is a good team to, you know, to have that number against. I don't dislike the Bengals. The Bengals are the, the Ravens are favored, I think, but barely. I think they're almost even money with the, with, with the Bengals. Both of them are the right pick. Both should make the playoffs. Um, a- a- I'm trying not to sound biased. Yeah. Trying not to. Yeah. That's fine, though. 
AFC South. Colts. 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 Yeah, I'm there too. It, that'll be between the Colts and the Titans, though, I think. I don't know that it's a cakewalk, but it's going to be the Colts. Yeah, I don't, I don't even need the Titans. I see both number one seeds from last year not making the playoffs. I guess that's the bold take. Um, AFC West. Chiefs. Chargers. Fuck it. I'll just go Broncos. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, I think I think the uh, betting odds has it Chargers, Broncos, Chiefs. Um, Chiefs lost. I mean, Chiefs losing Tyreek, not having to answer at the running game, a bunch of wayward toys at wide receiver. And, you know, they've always kind of been built to run through just a couple people. And I think that's exposed them a little bit over the years. Um, the Broncos seem to be pretty well rounded. You bring in Russell Wilson, you to a, you know, they were a quarterback away last year. The Broncos were, um, so I think they have the the depth for it, and the Chargers. I love Justin Herbert. I love Keenan Allen. I love Austin Eckler. They're again a team that I just look at and I'm like, all right, cool. Where's your depth, especially at the skill positions? Dude, and they that, and their secondary can never seem to stay healthy. It, but the, the, it, but they seem to keep getting all the right pieces. Like the, on paper, Chargers have also extremely. Have a good well-rounded roster. Yeah, oh, big, yeah, big on time. paper they can stay healthy, obviously, but that's that's for everything. But they're already not healthy. That's the part of the show we forgot <laughs> to do. Yeah. Injuries. So. The turf monster always gets them every year. It does. I'll still take them because uh, right. Herbert. We'll plenty of time. Herbert's time too. Yeah. We have plenty of time to talk injuries later. Not on this show. No. Because yeah. All right, NFC. Who's taking the? Hold on, I forget which one's listed first. I don't want to go out of order; it'll confuse me. Where did I put that? There it is. Uh, no, who's taking the East? Philly. Yeah, I got equals too. It's gonna be close between them and Dallas. Dallas always seems to find a way to choke, so I'll go Philly. I just really argued that to point out that I don't think it was gonna be a stomping, but I do think they'll win it. NFC North. Vikings. Vikings. Probably the Vikings. <laughs> well, no one picked the Packers. That's surprising. Nope. I don't have them making the playoffs. I have the Lions finishing ahead I of don't them. Think oh, can, seed. I don't think Rodgers can pull this rabbit out of his hat with how much they've hung him out to dry on offense. I And I don't think he's Brady. I don't think he's just some guy that's going to continue to play at a high level for this line. He just Do doesn't seem to have the passion. Like I don't think, which is a, a dumb take to make anyways, but it's just, I don't get, I just, I'm not there with them on it. Do you I'm, see them as an eight-win team then? Mm. They'll be a nine and eight. You think nine and eight? I think yeah. so, yeah. Because it's not like they have this lockdown defense to go with it either. I mean, they've... Oh, I do love their defense. I yeah, just don't think their good. offense is going to be good enough to score enough points in these no. games. I didn't say and the defense was, was bad. I said it wasn't the lead. Well, I think it's. I think they have a top five defense. Hmm. At least um, it's tough. The losses of Darius Smith is tough, but defense and running the football for Green Bay. Nah, I like Minnesota's no, boring. Minnesota's game this year fits the modern NFL a little bit better. Yeah. Yep. NFC South. Fuck. The Falcons. <laughs> yeah. It's the Bucks. It's the Bucks. Hey. A uh, Panthers might might 
my push for that seven seed too. I do believe I think in the it, Saints probably have a good Saints enough roster well. at this point to be in it too. I don't trust Dennis Allen as a coach, but man, they're they're better on paper than you think that they are. I feel the same way about the Panthers. Like the NFC South, it, it's it's the coaches. It's Dennis Allen and Matt Rule. We just yeah, it's the coaches we don't trust. Don't fucking like them. Like yeah, well, don't forget, like while we generally trust Byron Leftwich, he's a rookie head coach. Yeah, it, it's uh, wait, is it him there? I thought it was Todd Bowles with Tampa. Uh, I think Bowles is the head coach. Leftwich is the OC. Pardon me. Either yes. Way. Yeah, it's Bulls. Left which is the OC. But uh, but either way, and Bulls <laughs> Bulls uh, isn't a rookie. Bulls but did we know very very good with the Jets. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and we know the Bucks are going to win that division. At least the Bucks, Brady, you know, sans a Brady injury, they're they're winning that division. Yeah, they are. Um. All right, NFC West. Forty ers It's still the Rams. The Rams are so they're very top heavy, but it's still the Rams. It's a glance cannon. I. Losing, you know, well, I guess we'll see if losing their their OC does anything to the offense, but it hasn't the last however many years. It has exactly. And the Niners also lost their OC, but Shanahan runs it. It's exactly the same thing. Losing the OC on either of those teams doesn't matter because the OC is the head coach. So what if they lose Aaron Donald for that whole helmet incident? I don't think any like I've heard. They're not going. They're not going to. Yeah, you know right, why? Because it's practice, and the NFL doesn't police practice. They don't give a shit. So yeah, it's nothing's gonna happen because of that whole helmet incident. And even if they did, defense is still good. Yeah, you can't replace Aaron Donald, sure, but defense is still good. Offense is still really good. What's gonna concern me more is if they lose Allen Robinson for any period of time or Cooper Cup for any period of time, then they're in trouble. Because they do not have wide receiver depth. Yeah, there's nothing there. Like, like you know, Tutu Atwell even made the uh, active roster. Yeah, I know. That's how bad it is. All five yeah. foot two of them. Yeah. Um, oh, you grew. <laughs> yeah, Rams are super last candidate, but it's it's hard to... it's it's. Maybe the Cardinals could. I mean, they made that strong push at the beginning of the year, but it, it's... I don't trust Cliff at all. So the Niners are Niners are the. I think Niners are the. I mean, I, I think at the end of the year, the Niners could also be up in the up in that upper echelon of Trey Lance. It's not that I don't seventy five percent of what of what yeah. people think he will be. It's not that I don't trust Cliff necessarily. It's that I don't trust Cliff. At all. I, 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 I know. I, don't I know you coach. don't trust Cliff. I. Yeah. It's not that I don't trust Cliff. I think Cliff's fine. It's that you lost. Hopkins for however long and you brought in Marquise Brown who's more of a deep threat than anything and you know you've got a shell of AJ Green there and Zach Ertz is looking like he might miss week one already with a calf injury and Rondale Moore's unproven so it just comes down to like okay it's not a Cliff problem it's not a Kyler problem it's a you're lacking depth at the skill position problem We'll it's see. the same thing I see at the Rams. It's just worse. The Rams, have, the Rams have done it. Well, the Rams did it, but you know, the, the Cardinals have shown that they can do it. 
They can't sustain it. The Rams did yeah. it. The Rams had no business doing it after Odell tore that ACL in the Super Bowl. It got ugly real quick. Yeah, it's because it's because Zach it's because Zach Taylor got fucking. He just outcoached himself. Like I I, I don't. He did. The Samaje Piran over Joe Mixon thing will forever just Haunted. baffle me. Just makes no fucking sense. He outcoached himself, but. And the Rams should have lost that game because of a lack of wide receiver depth. Because Van Jefferson couldn't do it down the stretch. Cooper Cup couldn't play that much hero ball, and you had nobody else. How many time, How many passes did Ben Skronik drop in critical moments of that game? I mean, they should have lost to the Niners. If I mean, you know, you can even go that far before the old Dell injury in the Super Bowl. It took yeah. it, it took a drop interception against. Against San Francisco, you know, or not? Yeah, I took a drop interception on defense for San Francisco for that drive to keep going. Like yeah. it's, uh, but again, that's how the Super Bowl generally. You know, it, it, it's very rare to see a team completely look dominant from from game one, you know, to the Super Bowl. So that's true. It's a very mm-hmm. difficult thing. It's, it's a hard thing to do. There's some luck. There's there is some luck, and there's some you know. Some things that have to, you know, roll your way during your playoff run to get you to that point. I mean, look at the Bills. So Bill should have won the fucking Super Bowl last year. They were the best yeah. team in the NFL for the entirety of that season. They would have fucking destroyed Cincinnati at home. And they wouldn't have lost that fucking lead. <laughs> that was the best game in a long time, though. Yeah, and it was, and that's our show. I wanted to get it over two hours just because I said earlier we hadn't done one that long in a while. <laughs> Good times. Way to start the season with a bang. Good times. Indeed it is. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, one more time, social media manager Ryan at Ryan Miner underscore FFB, uh, at Beerfield Thurry, at Beerfield Hop, Beerfield Fantasy is not a Beerfield. Yeah, we should have changed the name back. At Beerfield. <laughs> On, yeah. on Twitter and YouTube. Um, Beerfield Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Obviously, you're listening to this somehow anyway, so I'd assume you'd figure that one out by now. And FFFaceoff.com for all of Ryan's written content, along with a bunch of other writers. They are uh, presenting network, the Faceoff Sports Network. So thank you guys for tuning in. We will be back sometime next week, to be determined, for a week one NFL preview. See ya. Boom. See ya. Later. I swear I will modify the graphic at some point to put you in there, Ryan. It's okay. Just takes time. I don't do anything quick. (laughs) No, I trust. I understand what you're saying.